0: Yo 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 yo! <laughs> yo, what's good? Welcome to TBH. To be honest, I'm Devon, aka Burst McGirt. We're here with Nanya, aka Face Beat, and Nate, aka Wallflower. What's up? Good. What's cracking with y'all? Ain't shit, ain't shit. Um, How's your day been? I'm good. Yesterday was my birthday. I'm feeling refreshed. Okay. Ooh, what you do? Hey, what you do? Season. Um thank you uh uh shorty got me she took me to get my nail. my i got so i got a pedicure and then i got a massage and so um yeah bro i didn't know like so just to let you know if you drive or you sit with your wallet in your back pocket don't do that don't do that oh because it fucks up the alignment of your alignment line of your right hip. Dude.
1: oh Yo. i Dude. I used to have hellish in my pockets. Period. Maybe that's I
0: what I'm talk. saying. I'm, I drive. I drive with my wallet in my back pocket. You know what I'm saying? And so, literally, the massage the masseuse was in that spot like 30 minutes. Just yo, bro. But like, I feel I feel amazing. And then she. T- and then uh, we went to like one of the top ranked steakhouses in the whole like region of Central Texas. because uh, that's where I'm at right now. And I got a, a fat ass ribeye steak. That shit was bussing. <laughs> That's Rip. fucking awesome. Wait, how old
2: are you now, Devon? Twenty
0: six? Twenty
2: seven. Twenty seven. Ooh, twenty
0: seven. Like, I'm getting up there, bro. Thirty getting close, cause I'm scared. Bro, I turned twenty five. I felt the same thing. I was yeah. like, oh my god. Yo, it's, yeah. I turned twenty five,
2: and I
1: was you're like, 25 it's you're over. on the other
0: side, bro. Once you hit the twenty five, you're like, shit, shit getting close. Your brain's oh, developed. God.
1: I can't yeah. keep being like, but I'm young. <laughs> but I'm like, so. Shit,
0: why, once you turn twenty five, you're like, shit. Why well, don't own property yet? <laughs> yeah, for real. It wasn't I property. Heard.
1: I just wanted to own hella kitchen items. I was like, I really want an air fryer, really bad. <laughs> I want a
0: house. I want a house so fucking bad. I want, a, I want house. a house too. This is this is the reason I want a house. And it's it's childish, it's petty, but whatever. I want a house so I can be as loud as I want to be. I'm a loud yeah. person. I'm extremely loud. I should like, be a
1: loud person. I like, need a house. Like,
0: like my, like my, like Nick hates me because of how loud I am. Like she can't stand me how loud. I'm just loud, and so and I like I enjoy the man loud.
1: cave. You need a man cave.
0: you know what I'm saying? I need somewhere where I can put my music on. I could bang out. I could play the game. Mm-hmm. I could, I could, you know what I'm saying? Be as loud as I want to be. And, and but you know, in, in your house, you could do that. When you in an apartment, it's hard to be loud. You got neighbors you gotta to attend to. So I would on. be the
2: one who would knock and be like, Excuse me. You're See? And it's niggas so like you loud. that
0: ruin dreams. I'm trying
2: to sleep.
0: Niggas like you ruin dreams. I swear. But excuse I, me. Um, you're very loud. You ruin now.
2: dreams. I can't sleep. I <laughs> hear your
0: loud ass. Listen, you better get on these waves. I'm put, I only play fire. I don't listen to no trash music. Like so. How
1: many of the baby songs can you play? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You've played You've gone you, through his three, entire catalog, sir. You played three straight in the baby albums. Can you please play
1: something else? He's it up. I'm not even saying don't play music. Just
0: just switch it up. <laughs> just put mixing some other artists with the baby. <laughs> yeah,
2: can you put in some R and B?
1: Bro, I will be blast. I just thought that's how I knew I was getting old. I just started blasting fucking R and B in the early as fuck in the morning. Like I, I listened to R&B. um that's no Allegra song. The, like the most popular snow Allegra song, okay. I was it every single morning. I don't
2: really, I can't really get into her.
1: I do. I can't I get into a, anything other a, than that song. To be honest, I, I like that playlist. one. Song. I, I key, got a playlist yeah. for
0: both of y'all. I got a playlist for both of y'all. Oh, I got
1: a playlist for R&B.
0: y'all too. I want R and got, I got the, I got the old school R and B playlist, and I got the, 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 the Afro. What is it called? Uh, Neo Soul. Is that what we call it now? The Neo Soul playlist. I'm telling you, fuck with both my playlists. I'm gonna put y'all on. It's on Spotify. I'm gonna send you
2: least, my playlist. I'm gonna send you my playlist. Yeah. Hours
0: long, like they long too. So you got, like, you can bump them. In, I'm gonna like, send
1: you my, my my hidden gems trap playlist. Ooh, it's gems. like hidden gems from I'll like from my, really uh, good trap uh, albums.
2: It's the you know the vibes right. playlist. It's just like everything that makes you
1: know me the feel vibes. Like. <laughs> yeah, you know. that
2: just you makes you feel like vibes. you're at a like. You I I
0: hate vibes as a friend. I love the vibes. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. I hated
1: it when Fabulous had that fucking terrible song. I Uh, think it was like Hennessy and Vibe. It was some shit. You know how Fabulous always likes to be topical.
0: (laughs) He does. (laughs) He enjoys it.
1: Every time something happens in the news, he kind of freestyle, when he's just like, just like the Tiger King. And you're like, you corny, you corny.
0: <laughs> like, at least, least he's paying attention to current events. You know what
1: I'm saying? He's not I, yeah, that's corny as fuck, I bro. Respect,
0: I, I, I can respect the, him being up on current events. <laughs> Dad, he's like, They're trying to put agree.
1: my money down like I'm the Tiger King. It's like, nigga, we got TMZ too. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, All right, please. Go. Our first segment my our first segment today uh is the ghetto. Uh and so uh for the ghetto, uh our who we're focusing on uh is Travis Scott and McDonald's. So quick breakdown. And Jay you know, and, and and Jay and Jay Bolvin. Jay Balvin. J Balvin, <laughs> <J> Balvin <laughs> not Jay Blevin, Jay Balvin, Jay Bolvin. Nadia Jay <laughs> J. That's Baldwin.
2: how I read it in my mind
0: Jay Balvin. So alright. so <laughs> If you haven't noticed McDonald's uh had a limited edition like special meal or some shit where uh, It's like Travis Scott was like this is my special meal and it came with like some fixings and then Jay Balvin Also had like this is my special meal and it came with some fixings for like a certain price But it's limited edition and like, you know it got some buzz. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas was out there to get Travis Scott shit. Like, people was out there. Like, it, mind you, it's still the virus. Like, it's not like it's not the coronavirus. So, but like, niggas was in line, you no know, window. Like, it's crazy. It was crazy. I've seen some of the pictures of some of the McDonald's, the support that Travis Scott got. Um, and Jay Bolvin as well. Uh, but in the midst of that, <laughs> uh, it's been found that this might be a cover up. For a really violent racial history that McDonald's has and has had for a while, apparently. Um, Yeah, apparently, uh, and this is based on, I read a book, it's called The Franchise. Uh, I wanna get the right name of the author. Um, Her name is Marcia Chatelaine, where she writes about McDonald's in Chicago, talks about the real, like, shaky, rocky history of, like, African-American, like, the way that which McDonald's interacts with the African-American marketplace. So here's some examples. And this is some research I found, y'all. So, like, I, I went back and read this shit. So here's a headline from the 70s from McDonald's. Do your dinner timing at McDonald's, right? <laughs> and let black customers know <laughs> you don't have to get dressed up to come eat at McDonald's. There's no tipping. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, G? <geez. laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and then no, 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 no e on dinner timing. It's all one word, dinner timing. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I do not saying that. Though. There's more. There's more in the '80s. They got top-notch ads featuring some of the best double dutch you'll ever see. Some of the best double dutch you ever see. Young Michael Jordan in the '80s, '90s, in which quote-unquote Calvin. Like insert black belt. Oh, male. I was
2: just about to say it. Yeah, insert black belt Calvin
0: him. here became a manager, you know, which is, like, if you ever seen uh, uh, Dave Chappelle did a real good, like, spin on this, and he was like, I became yeah. a manager. He became the manager. He get everybody in the community to make ribs.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a great sketch. Like, fuck new Dave Chappelle, but in the Chappelle show, that was a great, that was yeah. one of my favorite
0: sketches. One of the like, best And then, then uh, even last year in the 2019 Super Bowl, they had a commercial where JB—they had JB Smooth. You know, they had to get their notable, notable, you know, vegan black celebrity uh, to endorse cheesy bacon fries. Um, And so, uh, all of this is to say that, like, like not—that's just like the the market perspective of just like trying to like produce an image of like targeting the black community. And Like this is just like that side, but the other side of this whole controversy is the fact that like apparently 52 franchise owners have been suing McDonald's over the past few years Because of their practices that target those franchises with high prices to buy into the company um, Targeting them for eliminating their, their branches um, high fees comparable to their white counterparts there's also another lawsuit against McDonald's apparently for their black higher executives being fired uh, or being put to higher standards than the other uh, white counterparts. Uh, and it's like apparently like a, a, a group of like 15 executives that are suing McDonald's. So like it- There's like, also
2: a, a sexual harassment case that's happening too.
0: Not loving that. <laughs> Not loving that at all. And so, the the ghetto for this week, uh, I think she, we we think she go to McDonald's um, because how dare you?
1: <laughs> I think it's ridiculous, first of all, that they think of like what is a black celebrity that's famous that right now can speak for black people that can hide the evils of this like golden arches and protect our logo. Trad fucking up. Scott, <laughs> <Yes>. straight
0: up, <laughs> straight up.
1: <laughs> the dudes' songs are like ninety percent beat.
0: I need, There's like four words.
1: Need. There's like four words and ninety-eight percent beat. <laughs> You're like, "Wow, this beat is great." They're like, "No, it's Travis Scott song." Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I've noticed, like, just through watching these ads, how much, like. McDonald's has made an effort to specifically have their like thumb on the black pulse, like even like with all the things you listed. I even re- I don't know if y'all remember. Do you remember the R&B McDonald's commercial? Yeah, they when, so when they're playing nuggets. pool when they're playing pool. No, it was a it
0: was You're like a man
2: Oh, no, the
0: McNuggets like, one. I remember yeah, the RB McNuggets commercial.
2: It was like a man singing like a sure sexy like to his girl about eating his chicken nuggets. And it's like bordering <laughs> on min- minstrelsy. Erotica. But like at the same time, Nick Goose was like, you know, the, it's a good, it's a catchy r and song. Like it was funny. Like
1: It reminds me like, of the uh, just, uh, crispy it, chicken thing at uh, at, at uh, Burger King. Oh, with Mary, Mary J. Blige. Blige? Damn. Bro, I saw an interview about that. She was really confused about the backlash. She's like, I don't understand it. Like, I was just doing a job. Like, I had no idea.
0: I don't know.
2: If anybody watches um, Got To Be Real, they do a hilarious parody where, like, all of the women of R&B, like, are talking about that commercial with Mary J. Blige. It's, like, interviews, but, like, somebody's, like, Dubbed over them with their impressions Ooh. of each celebrity, it got to be real is great. Got to be real is Bro, hilarious. See, if you
1: the dude was like, "Can I get a number one on uh, crispy chicken?" she's like "You want a crispy chicken sandwich?" And she immediately just started, started. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will say that the ghetto, the ghetto in this instance doesn't need to just apply to McDonald's but I think that shit go to Travis Scott and J. Baldwin too. Yeah,
1: that's a like, little ghetto for them now I'm thinking like, about it.
0: Like, like, nigga, like after I did the research, bro, it wasn't hard to find a history of anti-black racism through, from the McDonald's corporate. Like 12 books. But that's what I'm saying! <laughs> and, and a movie! And a movie!
1: And a movie. Like, and you he stole the idea, her. the original person stole the idea in person, of was.
0: As I'm saying, and you decided to go and get the bag from the corporation that you know gets their money from like destroying black communities and black health. Like, what the fuck? I
2: mean, he does have a daughter with a Kardashian, so are we surprised?
1: I have low expectations of Travis Scott. Extremely I, low. I, I just
2: feel like it. In, it's not that there's so many celebrities who have just like as a part of their job take on endorsements for horrible corporations and it's really interesting if anyone has the time I think y'all should read um Devin Springer's discussion of representation politics I feel like let me see if I have that. T- I'll, I'll like, I don't know, post the title in the end credits or something like that. But Devin Springer talks about how, like, oftentimes representation politics have been, like, um, kind of uh, co opted or appropriated by, like, capitalist or um, state institutions to, like, take Black faces and place them as veneers for, like, imperialist or capitalist faces so that. You know we see this one black person and we like our parents because of like you know the communal attachment that blackness has we feel good that you know somebody made it um yeah. we feel positive about that but at the same and that positive feeling is supposed to like elide or have us ignore kind of what's fucked up about that corporation it's like you know the idea that we all went out see Black Panther just because of the representation or the symbolic value of it while ignoring things like how Marvel like straight up like works with military industrial complexes so that their films match that kind of rhetoric that the military yeah. like, like the
1: Iron Man it, story was always really weird that people were just so into supporting him like doesn't this guy make like weapons of mass destruction for like either the military or like the U.S.'s US is like enemies. Isn't that like a good thing to affirm as a superhero? Like someone whose whole job yeah. is like killing masses of people he changed his heart.
0: Them. He changed his heart. That's why you affirm him as a superhero. Okay. Yeah, that's but really, like, he still like, made Tony Stark weapons of
2: mass yeah. destruction, right? Like that's oh, he how definitely made
0: real- them. He definitely did used to make weapons of mass destruction. But he changed his whole and he
2: still technically does. Like he just does it for vigilanteism or the industry of vigilanteism in that show. Because like this nigga was also trying to sign the what, the accords in Civil War and what you will call it? Uh trying to make like a world police thing for
1: um A World like, Police
2: against the Essentially, that no, was the
1: world not police. A scarier, not a scarier two and
2: words. Captain world America, League. who's supposed to be the other side of that argument that we're supposed to pick a side on, is like, nah, America first. So what? Some niggas died. Like, oops. Like, that's the cost of freedom,
0: bro. Like, this is you completely off to topic. on that. This is completely off topic. Do you remember Team America World Police? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. America. <laughs> put yeah. I just remember they had puppets fucking
1: Like, what is wrong with y'all? What's wrong with
0: y'all? Bro, I was
1: reading Uh, reading an article and it was like, talk about, it was like, the people would describe like the weirdest shit that's happened to them by cops, right? Not even like, oh, this cop beat the shit out of me. Like, oh, this cop just did something super weird and like super dumb around me. It's just niggas just sharing their stories of just like a cop pulled me over and I had like a shit ton of shiitake mushrooms. This cop doesn't understand that like magic mushrooms look nothing like shiitake mushrooms. Because they're fucking old and gross, and he like pulls them over for like a couple hours, and he's like, until I get someone down here to test whether these are like actual mushrooms or like uh, or a drug, and he's like, they're around produce. There's like other (laughs) produce around them. It's not like a car full of fucking mushrooms.
0: Like, put this on your pizza.
1: I'm just like world, pol- America, world police. I just think of like we have like probably the dumbest police force. Just like um just dumb yeah. things we do, like shooting uh, cops shoot themselves. Cops shoot a police dog. You're like, bro, what?
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> how you shoot a police dog. <laughs> but to bring
2: it back hey. to like tunnels, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just kind of interesting about then how do we how do we rethink our feelings about people like Travis Scott because he because it's just like how much like going back to your question about the ghetto like and if he like it's called on that and also Jay J Levin Balvin whatever his name is Balvin
1: um, Balvin Balvin Jay Balvin
2: what Devon said like because it's not just Travis Scott doing this shit like how do we hold or what what do we think about these celebrities doing these endorsements
1: very conflicted
2: of like you know these discrimination things and then at the same time i'm like i mean i was earlier when we were talking about this very like nah that's fucked up but at the same time hearing you talk about how it's really executive suing it's like it's the petite bourgeois versus the petite bourgeois exactly it's
1: not like,
2: it's not like I had it pictured, it was, like, the people working, like, the fast food places who were... Under- oh, no, they're
1: not really. Nah, it was
2: owners. People who are already rich, who are mad that they're not being allowed to get richer because of, like, discrimination, and it's, like, how much outrage can I have for you when there's, like, a whole, like, you know, proletariat pl- pl- yeah. class, or, like, lumpetariat class that you really don't give a fuck about. Either. Or you would be... I they think- were screwed over. You're just now, like... Cross, er, drawing the line that you sure screwed over. It's like those fat fancy, like very rich uh famous fashion people who contribute like all of these oppressive things in the fashion industry but like tweet about how they were asked to like walk through the back of like the building. And I'm like, "Okay, nigga, but like this is where you like draw the line of how you're treated versus how like other black people who don't have your like
0: position are treated." I'm you, gonna, like, I'm you want but, to play, you? I think, uh, I, I think, all right, so one thing I think about what you said, Adi, is, like, I don't think ri- only rich niggas own, I think, all right, the black executives, like, people on the board suing for different practices, I'm less sympathetic to, the one, like, regional owners, like, rich niggas don't own McDonald's,
2: like, It know. is like, well, actually, a lot McDonald's, of, like, a lot of celebrities, what they do is buy a lot of these chains for, like, but they're million.
0: not the ones suing, they're not the ones suing McDonald's. The nigga saw McDonald's is the nigga that put his life savings into buying a McDonald's. They thought it was the uh, the flip of the century. And they tried to hit a lick and they failed. And now they're bankrupt. And like, what the fuck happened It's McDonald's? Like, yeah. That but like, sense. but overarchingly though, and this is what I was saying earlier, nigga, like, I can't be mad at Travis Scott or Jay Baldwin because a chair is still, a chair. a chair is still a chair. Like, 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 like it doesn't matter
2: if like Not a little.
0: you said. Well, it, it doesn't matter if you're a, a very a really high nicely embroidered chair with nice ad libs like Travis Scott or uh, a chair that's has nice glasses like Jay Balvin, Like you're still a profitable chair that makes a profit, right? And so, in the eyes of neoliberal markets, in the eyes of McDonald's, like and I, like, like don't give a fuck about Jay Ballvin or, or Travis Scott or black people. Period. They're just another thing that's meant to generate profit and so do i feel sympathetic to their politics like i i kind of feel like there's no ethical decision making in the world where anywhere anywhere you spend money especially when it comes to the food industry is fucking over some group of people and so yeah. like because there is no ethical decision it's like go get your bag but at the end of the day like i can't like i feel like i can't be like fuck travis scott because like the bag is going to be there regardless like there's 10 million being yeah. given i would rather like travis scott get the bag than like who else would they get that motherfucker too if not Travis Scott? Justin Bieber. Yes. Yeah, Justin Bieber. Like, I, Justin Bieber got enough bags. He owns Chuck E. Cheese's and shit. Let Let, let you know, Travis Scott get this bag. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, I, the same time, it's like, who cares? Like, because it's like you're giving a dollar more money. You're giving a dollar more of itself. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it doesn't matter.
2: I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I think, I guess, what you called like my ethical point of view is like, I think these niggas at least should view themselves as more than a chair. You know what I mean? They should think of, even though the world has categorized you as object that is there to produce more goods and funds for them. I feel like, you know, niggas should, I I guess, like think more of themselves and the people around them to kind of be like, not all money is clean money. But again, you know, I've been able to live comfortably my whole life, right? So I'm just like not that attached to the idea of being super wealthy or having more than I need. Um, so that might be a perspective that's coloring my judgment, but I'm like, do I need all of this money at the cost of like my
0: soul? I guess. So you prefer your niggas to be like NLE Chopper? Like, NLE Chopper was like, yo, fuck all that shit, eat a, pe- a plant based diet like the like
2: doctor tried to shoot at his pregnant wife so oh. i don't love yeah
0: he did.
1: he did he, he
2: did that hey, we are
0: talking about economics you got to take you got to take the good with the bad
1: economically he's 18
0: economically i'll just
2: be on Travis if it's the choice between a nigga who tried to shoot his pregnant wife and tweeted unapologetically unapro- about it or a nigga who like just made like a coon meal so that mcdonald's could like Avoid like or hide their lawsuit, then I guess I choose the coon meal. But
0: coon meal, no.
2: Like <laughs> uh... I don't think that's a real choice. I feel like that limits the imagination that that could happen.
0: That's fair.
2: But I hear what you're saying. Like it makes sense. You what
0: you think? niggas doing. should boycott McDonald's.
2: I don't know because I eat at McDonald's all. The
0: time. What?
1: I'm
2: you shit, on Travis Scott. <laughs> I'll give I didn't make a <laughs> it. but I do be eating at
0: McDonald's. I don't even eat McDonald's.
2: <laughs> and also, again, like um, the executive people, I'm not that sympathetic for. I do feel somewhat sympathetic towards franchise owners, but not enough. But
1: <laughs> not enough, or it's like a thing.
2: I, I love I, my number two meal.
1: But I also feel, I don't know, because I always but think of like, know,
2: maybe.
1: how do you start with Travis Scott? So I'm like, if we can't celebrate like black people getting like weird capitalist fucking wins, it's like, we can't start with Travis Scott. We can't be like, let's not celebrate this Travis Scott moment. We got like 90 years of like black entertainment existence of, of like black people being like, I'm a billionaire now. And I being like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Yes, yes, a black person probably has a billion dollars. And we have to finally like rethink the way that we look at how every single person accepts money, what they do with their money, and like how they do all that shit within the anti-black structure. I just don't think this is the moment that should trigger it, right? Like Travis Scott getting a McDonald's burger is is made me now we're like, oh, now let's fully be like, fuck this nigga, fuck capitalism, fuck McDonald's. I don't think this should be the moment. You know, this was like Travis Scott signs was like Amazon, and now only Travis Scott's music is only going to be distributed through Amazon i'd be like whoa that's a little sketchy like amazon's still, actually I, like i a, still
0: don't give a
1: fuck i still don't give a fuck but maybe more people outside of podcast give a fuck i don't know but like in, in order to have, all
0: right nate here's a question for you nate in order to have a bigger impact on the black community which celebrity would mcdonald's have had to get for you beyonce beyonce so beyonce's like i got a beyonce meal.
1: i go immediately and i steal a receipt i would steal the sign off the wall
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <that's right. laughs> i
2: think for me it's just like i agree with you that it shouldn't just be travis scott i think it's like right now what's happening at least from what i see on social media or how people are talking right now there's kind of becoming like a de in black celebrity just in general like the idea or the investment like you know again plugging in Devin Springer follow Half Atlanta if you want to read more about from him uh but like yeah like for a long time there's always been kind of this black communal pride or attachment to like the one nigga that makes millions of dollars as like it was a communal success but like in reality like it's not really a communal success because those niggas either like but like fuck over those communities, right? Like or like just keep the shit for themselves and like never really help out. The, like just leave and then kind of like um, assimilate themselves into like you know wealthy white structure.
0: So you, you, you think outliers of that matter? Like people who are like just don't fit that mold. So for example, uh, a good example that is like Nelly, right? Like like Nelly. It's true as hell to St. Louis, like a motherfucker. He got money and he be giving that shit back to the community, crazy. Like he be giving that shit back in all kinds of ways, right? And so is that? Does that? Do you think that that nigga like? And he put mad other niggas on now. Hella, it's a couple other St. Louis niggas that like without Nelly wouldn't have had a chance to like be rich or have opportunities, right? Because he just put niggas on. Is what it is, right? And so I'm just saying, like. Shit, would that break, does that break I the mold? I don't know, or is that just like I don't know,
2: just because I feel like Nelly's got kind of his own allegations that usually he uses, like, whatchamacallit, uh, like charity, or kind of the good works that be more of an outlier than a breaking of the mold, mm. but I feel like, at least for me, like, we're kind of living in a time especially in the pandemic where excessive shows of wealth with like no real help to the community is getting like very old anymore like as like and i i i do still feel like it's limited though because i feel like there's a lot of stan culture though still like you know for example like no name saying like a tweet about beyonce that's just really a capitalist fucking drag like the way you cannot say anything about beyonce on twitter like Without like you know the beehive coming in full effect, I disagree. I disagree. Very weird.
0: I disagree. It's
2: kind of a mix. It's like two extremes. I feel like it's, they disagree
0: with that because they part of the. I mean, beehive.
2: I mean, I'm still technically no. part of the beehive. As I've gotten older, it's like it's just wild. Like you know, when I was younger, I feel like I had the energy and I really felt like the critiques was awesome. Like. What do you mean, Bell Hooks? This is not a good article about lemonade. Like, da, 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 da. like, um, no shade to Bell Hooks, uh, but I feel like as like I'm getting older and just watching, like, maybe this is a practice of capitalism and doesn't do enough of what is capable, like, of being done. Mm. Um, and niggas will be like, so you want Beyonce to save the world? I feel like you could do a little bit more. Like, you know what I mean? Um,
0: Oh, yeah. I don't think we all to save my world. I don't imagine that. I don't, I don't that. know I don't.
2: if one person can save the world. And I, don't I, don't be, I,
0: don't, I don't want just her, but I want her to be a part of the yeah, collaborative that like, does. It, it would be great. I think
1: that is. I don't necessarily want that. If she's just in the room while we, while we playing stuff in the corner, I'm, that's enough for me. Interesting thing to me, especially about, like, celebrities that, like, express their opinions on Twitter sometimes is that, like, I love no name, but, like, no name after is just, like, yeah, but, like, also remember... I'm constantly learning. I just started reading about capitalism literally like a couple months ago, like the first couple of books. I'm really developing a lot of these thoughts now, which is like an okay thing for like a young black person to do, right? So like, taught, like like educate yourself and learn. But the process of like doing that and being able to immediately broadcast those thoughts I think is like you have to even it out. You can't immediately be like, well, I'm still learning this myself, but I'm just gonna like scorch Beyonce for like 30 tweets. Like it doesn't really. I don't really understand the. Per- it's like.
2: Yeah. One, I didn't think it was scorching Beyonce. I think Beyonce was just the topic of critique. But two, I, I mean, I agree. I do uh, it was no pretty. It was, was pretty. I've definitely seen things No Name has done that I just feel like it was not the move, in my opinion. Right? Oh, yeah. But, but like, I also kind of disagree with, like, you're saying, like, as you're learning, you can't say shit because, like, for sure, LeBron If you have a
1: platform, learning, if you have a platform, LeBron
2: gets to say shit like almost anything. Not really. He gets shit on for saying stuff. A lot of stuff. celebrities are still learning, but still get to say shit pretty unmitigatedly. But before, why not support the people who are, are experts? Why
1: not support like the black people who are like That's experts like in their field problem. instead of like celebrities who are learning? You know what I mean?
2: But a lot of celebrities, like literally, that nigga just picked up that book and I think is still reading through it, like. You know what I mean? But Niggas was like, yeah, please tell us more about what you think. Like, I feel like it is a problem with celebrity that they don't have their political education fully complete yet. Um, yeah. But, they they jump like gun. They but I, I do think it's weird that there is a host- although I'm not saying No Name's Perfect. I really, like, don't agree with some, a lot of the stuff she does. I'm 50, but 50. i I mean, like, I feel like she's in the right direction. I just mean yeah. some of moves that I've seen her make with like actual activists I'm not kind of with but it's still wrapped up in like the issue with celebrity because like yeah. it's politics of ego where it's like they feel like they have to say something and have to assume a leadership role as opposed to like a support role and I just feel like a lot of work doesn't require a leadership role so much as like yeah. communal action and it's just hard when it's like a celebrity involved and really the cult of celebrity happens even outside of like these famous people we know like even in activist circles or we've seen in debate circles or academic circles or really any kind of circle where there's like a, a shared interest among a group there's some sort of like celebrity politic of like oh this nigga is the best uh based on x criteria so we need to like only listen to him and only like follow their lead and we need a leader and i just don't think necessarily that's a necessary model for radical world making like i really I enjoy oh sorry go ahead uh, devon
0: i was gonna say I, I and i don't mean to abruptly cut you off i think I, I just think i have two interjections first i think that i think that we i think that we need i disagree a bit in that i think that we do need leadership for radical world making i don't think we need one leader I think we need collaborative leadership, but I think we need leadership. I don't think that we can have a governance structure that's just loose and decentralized. Because I think that just don't work. I think we need a, a leadership structure. Uh, but I do think that um, I do think the thing that is missing, and I think whether uh, my personal belief for the role of celebrity, I think the role of celebrity is base building. Like I, I think, and I think that that's something that that organ like, like radical organizing be missing is base building. Right, the ability, Mm. like, that's why the Communist Party is so fucking good, so strong, is because that shit, why? Like, their foundation is deep. There's so many Marxists, you know what I'm saying? And even if they don't all agree with, like, 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 you know what I'm saying? To the technicalities, to the T, to the core, Marxists believe the proletariat is bad. Proletariat is good, bourgeois is bad, period. Mm. And that base building aspect is easy. Right. That's yeah. what I think black radicalism needs right now. And that's what I think black celebrities role should be is base building, which is why I think in a way I, I really like no name. Cause I think her goal was to be like, we should base build through. Oh, it was. I think, I think her means of base building is pretty ivory tower. Right. It's, it is pretty inaccessible to a lot of niggas to the niggas that we need to be base building towards. And I think that's yeah. my criticism of no name. It's like, I think she's right. in that we need to base build. I think she's wrong in her method for base building. Right and I and I and I think and I think that and I and I think that maybe it's like and I don't think that she's 100% wrong I think it's more nuanced than that, right? Because I think that yeah. some people's role in base building is to be a part of book clubs and shit and to educate themselves and to be critical But I think mm-hmm. other people's role is not to do that. I think other people's role in base building like we like revolutionary action and practice need muscle Yeah mm-hmm. Revolutionary action and practice need other shit that that can't come from the niggas is reading
1: books They need resources
0: right yeah, of course, like
2: abolition is not a metaphor it's not uh education right. exercise. like i i agree with you and um I I want to like amend what I was saying. I think collaborative leadership is a good word, and I think it's interesting what you're saying about base building. My only thing is, I feel like these celebrities are base building, but not for radical collectives. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they're base
0: building. I think they're like, trying they're to make base building for
2: like liberal democracies or capitalist organizations I don't think or themselves. Base like,
0: I, I think, think like care. for instance, like Killer Mike, not base building. Kill them like a T out my base building. Them niggas no. is building political platforms that situate themselves as the leader of a capitalist movement. That's not, and if, if they are base building, I think they're base building in opposite direction of the proletariat, which is, I thought they want more rich black, 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 people. black people. They don't want like well, free black people. I, I would people.
2: like you know, an example of celebrity that base builds. Like, I feel like a current one, because I feel like in the past, you could name examples of celebrities that were like base building for like radical action, like you know, Simone, Paul Robeson. Chuck,
0: like D. Mm. Chuck, 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 Chuck D, he still does it. Chuck D, like, he's still doing ND, it. NWA, Sister Soldier. Like, I those
2: don't are... know about NWA, bro. Like, or at least mm-hmm. the black me. The, like, I'm, I'm like, those niggas were either beating women or like.
1: Yeah, well, I think I, I think that every single time there's a Dr. Dre article, I'm like, he literally wrote in his book that he shot at several. Of his he stomped
2: a black he woman did. journalist out, like in a club in front of everyone. Like
1: beat her the fuck and up.
2: And nobody said anything. Just Yeesh. stomped her out.
1: I'm like, like, he saw some plastic, some plastic earphones. I'm supposed to just like forgive this nigga, fuck this nigga. I'm sorry. I feel, so.
0: I personally, okay, all right. I, I I'm think not that, even Bluetooth. I think base build I think that. I think that even if we identify like problematics of their base building they were still base building. Like the Black Panthers were base building.
2: Yeah, I, I, think were I, mean, hella, I think they were like, I think but like I'm
0: they had a patriarchal but like like the Black Panthers base build they were had a or patriarchal but they were base building like a motherfucker, right? Like that's all, like I think they were base building. And I am really just saying I'm
2: just saying like a lot of them are base building and not the direction they need. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's That's what fair. I mean. that's, that's fair. What I mean. that's that's fair. What I mean. It's like they're being taken up by like, I think Joy James writes something really interesting with like neo-radical movements um, about kind of like how the corporate left is like taking people like from the academy, from celebrity, from all these things that have them base build, but to have them base build for a politics that keeps the current state intact.
0: Mm, mm, mm. I mean, that's that's what Killer Mike and T.I. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's
2: why they're like, <laughs> <laughs> in panels with Candace, like them and uh what's her face? Candace Owens?
0: Owens. Candace Owens? Yeah. Shit. Um Candace they're the Owens.
2: same side of the different of a different coin.
1: I tried watching like a Candace Owens um, Joe Rogan interview, couldn't do more than like a half an hour. I
2: forgot Joe Rogan was the nigga from Fear Factor until somebody mentioned it. And I really? was just like, it was that yeah. nigga. I grew up watching Fear mm-hmm. Factor. I was to say, what <laughs> else would Joe
0: Rogan be like, have a podcast for? <laughs>
2: Yeah, they were like, he, when did he become a political podcast? I remember him, like, having white people eat roaches? It's shit.
1: <laughs> You're in a box. There's 40 Madagascar roaches on top of you. You eat 12 of them, I give you $4,000. You eat none of them, you I leave right
0: now. I can't hear Joe Rogan's name and not think of Dave Chappelle's version. Joe of Rogan. Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. And let me tell you something about Joe Rogan. He might not know about me. That's smoke right. roach. I <laughs> smoke <That's my> roach. <laughs> All right. Uh,. Let's take a break here. Okay. Let's take a break here. Welcome, welcome, welcome today, mates. We've got an interesting debate for you all. I'm your moderator today, the ghost of Steve Irwin. It's only going to take a crocodile hunter to be able to stand in between these two big boys who's going to be at our match today. Our segment of Who's Lying has two special guests. On the left side, we have Average Niggas. <laughs> and on the right side, we have the one, the only, Felicia Rashad, aka Claire Hawks bull. It's
2: Miss
0: Rashad. Miss Rashad, I apologize, Miss Rashad. Okay. Uh Oh, we have a couple of questions. I can't do the British accent I'm, I'm sorry. I can't yeah. hold it. I am not, not, like not, not good enough at the accent to hold it. you got to get
1: like eight sentences out with
0: we'll it. I'm not good enough with the accent to hold it. You
1: immediately see. were like, no, it's Australian. Two sentences. <laughs> no, in. You're like, no, actually, it's Australian.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the difference between the two. <laughs> You okay, okay, okay. All spicy white <laughs> people,
1: all spicy white people.
0: I'm sorry, okay, 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 okay. But we're still gonna stick with Felicia Rashad and, and average nigga, all right? So we, we, I got a couple questions and just topics I want to ask y'all. And then at the end, I will determine who I think is right on these issues, okay? Um, The first issue, and I think the most important issue that we all need to know is Bill Cosby. Uh, uh, Miss Rashad. Uh, where do you stand on the issue of Bill Cosby? Not in the sense of like, do you think he's innocent or not? like, But more so, do you think this is an issue of him being targeted? Or do you think this is an issue of just his, his, his like demons coming to light?
2: Well, I first have to say that Mr. Cosby has been my life partner, my um, correspondent, my comrade in the arts. And I believe truly... <laughs> in all of the work that he's done for the Black community with a sitcom, he has single-handedly changed the landscape and conditions for the Amer- African-American. And certainly he has for me because you all love me as your queen and mother. Um, I think that it's simply a continuation of a hateful tradition of targeting incredible Black artist, As I said in my interview before, Zora Neale Hurston, you know, the incredible artist who also spent her time documenting the horrors that were happening in the South, is comparable to Mr. Cosby's sitcom, uh, as she was also wrongly accused. And so I just don't understand how, you know, unlike Zora, of course, where there was one a person who was uh not in the ability to provide a fair type of testimony why would we then listen to 40 black women who aren't as classy or respectable as i am and have them slander mr cosby's name
0: wait uh miss rashad if i if i were if i I if i might if i may what is the what is the comparison between Zora Neale Hurston and, and Bill Cosby?
2: They're both
0: incredible. because they're black both
2: creators. It's
0: because they're both niggas that create,
2: and they also create wonderful black female characters that people like me can emulate and, Did and represent. Did
0: hmm? Zora Neale Hurston rape forty men?
2: No, but did Cosby rape forty men? I don't think. Those I mean, allegedly, according to the women, <laughs> research is there. According to the women, he had the same pattern key, every time. The key <laughs> word is according to the women. It depends on who you're going to believe. Okay. Uh, oh my God. 40 have, women have, oh my God. No reason to lie. Or are you going to believe Bill Cosby, a paragon of black cultural? Background? Bill
1: is lying, and she is Thank
0: lying. You. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Rashad. No, I
2: don't think anyone was talking to you
0: yet. You should wait. This is, that what liar. I'm this is what I'm saying. This what I'm saying. Crikey! Back is the grung of our house and coming to stop in the Uh, Average nigga, how do you feel on the Bill Cosby question?
1: I think Bill is a rapist. I think she's a liar. <laughs> and I think Bill spent 40 something years using prescription over the counter medication that's commonly used for anxiety and extreme sleep medication to seduce women who wouldn't previously fuck his weird, <laughs> terrible, corny ass. Oh my God. So he drugged them, including the wonderful supermodel Beverly Johnson. I know for a fact you would not believe Beverly Johnson. She's a supermodel. She's one of the most. Icon, well, historic icon, iconic black woman of the 1970s, of the 80s, even partially of the 90s. You would never say Beverly Johnson is a liar. Now, I know you wouldn't say that. I personally feel like he's a rapist. I don't really give a fuck that he was on a TV show that was really popular. There was a lot of other television shows with black people in them. I could watch another one of those. I think Felicia Rashad, I think she does a good job, oh. but, you know, it is what it is. You can be great at your job. And the dude who serves you delicious like macchiatos every morning, right? You're wondering, how can this person be evil? These delicious, amazing macchiatos, vanilla, he gets my flavor. He knows how many creams I want every single day. I've been going here for years. How could he do anything negative? How could he be a bad person outside of making these delicious macchiatos? Well, the real world is there are two sides of every person. One side of Bill is incredibly anti-black and corny and terrible, and the other side is a rapist. And we have to look at both of those sides pretty equally here. Wow. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy answer to that. I think Bill Cosby is a not only admitted racist rapist. I want to add to the conversation, convicted. He's currently okay. locked up right now. Right now, as we speak, he's like writing right in lines from this like wall. He is. He
0: is. He is in jail. So he's so, arguing
1: over fruit cups right now.
0: So he got slapped with a hot dog. Did you hear that shit? <laughs> like, like, just slapped in the face with a hot dog. This is crude. Like that shit is hilarious. For <laughs> okay, the fact
1: It's one of those like so, one of those. Rashad, black there he
0: is, talks about. Thank you, average nigga. There was a lot of value.
1: Now, Miss Rashad,
0: there is a point that average nigga made that I'm interested in interjecting with one of your points. So, you said that the comparison between Bill Cosby and Jordan Hurston were like allegations and their creation of the arts. But, like, this, like, the nuance or the difference is that, like, Bill Cosby was convicted of. He
1: locked crime.
0: up. Right. And so, how does that interject with the average nigga's argument about Beverly Johnson, another prominent black woman, all, like not for the arts, but like definitely for the arts because she's a model, like another person is who a is super art, model. a
1: supermodel. Is super it model.
2: art to just like stand there and be pretty? Do you go to, do you train at elite tra- schools Ooh. to act Ooh. and change expressions? I don't know if Miss supermodel, Rashad. I don't know if supermodel counts as the arts. Really? Yeah. Quite Chug. literally, hey, um, that's my, like my turn to respond.
0: Is it? Not? I object. I object. I'm just kidding. Mr. Shah Ch- Okay, it's Mr. Shah, my- Mr. Shah, I am about to give you your time. I am about to give you your time, but Sorry. I will say, Mr. Shah, that sounds like respectability politics, Mr. Shah. And
2: what is wrong with that? We as a people oh. have fought and gained.
1: She was a okay, model was in the 80s. She was dressed every single average, picture. Nigger,
2: average nigga. <laughs> average nigger, I believe it's Average like, nigga. Average, average, nigger. Hold, average nigger. hold on. Hold on. Miss Rashad. Crikey. Crikey. I respect your time. Average nigga. Please. Average Average
0: nigger.
1: Nigger. She was a model in the uh, 70s and the 80s. She was fully dressed.
0: Average nigga. Please respect the time of Miss Rashad. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. Please. Miss Rashad, Rashad, please, please continue, Rashad. continue your
0: response of this bullshit continue. and justification.
1: <laughs> Go on. That,
2: that's very true, but thank you. What is wrong with respectability politics? It is something that we we have fought and struggled and sacrificed to gain the respect of white people that we have been denied since slavery. But I'm... I'm okay. it's, not, it's not my... And continue. So, to continue my point, Beverly Johnson in my eyes, in my career of work, Is it really that uh, generative or does it really contribute to the culture as the youth would say, as my child told me about? Uh,
1: The child is 45.
2: And you know, be a sexual object for like the gays, like to have people just look at you um, and be pretty. I don't think people resonated with me because i'm gorgeous which i am but also because i was a wonderful actress that i brought certain emotions to the role that have earned me respect in the community and the world at large so i do say beverly johnson exists in a career that's like not art in my opinion if you want to talk to me and then also on your convicted note are we going to pretend there's not a huge history. Uh,
0: of- okay, thank you, Max. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we, before we go down this rabbit we hole, now imagining
2: the justice system as as perfect with no flaws.
0: Okay, Miss Rashad, thank you, thank you, Miss Rashad. So I think if, Rashad, if you, if you, if hold I, on, I, on if average, nigga, average nigga, hold on, relax. Before we go any deeper, you should really
2: see roll. see this. it's so Rashad. hard to have. Cranky, crikey, rip raps interrupt I, I, and don't respect I would, like the to, forum.
0: I, would, I would like to get to my second question um <laughs> uh, and this is about the image of you Mr. Shad as Claire Huxtable um, the the pinnacle of black motherhood if if you will right um do you think that that's a good thing do you think that that, that image of Claire Huxtable as being the pinnacle of, of black motherhood is, is like a good standard? You didn't... Okay, can tell me why.
2: Of course. When Claire Huxtable set into the scene, we were living in the era of the Moynihan Report, where Black motherhood was p- produced as this unruly Black feminist leadership at the detriment of the Black community. That is all we knew of Black mothers until mm-hmm. I stepped into the scene as Claire Huxtable and was able to teach average niggas like the one next to me how to become like cared for and loved in a respectable Republican like community. Without mothers <laughs> like me, where would how would we have mothers from will um light skin Aunt Vib or Cheryl Lee Raff, even though she was a stepmother so it sort of <laughs> Or, and she was dark skinned.
0: Right. Only the out of this.
2: <laughs> from blackish from Tracee Ellis Ross, Please I can a legacy of light-skinned motherhood that has helped change these niggas for the better.
0: Okay. Thank you. Thank you uh Mr. Shah. That was welcome. That was quite the answer. Um You're Welcome. Average nigga, uh how do you feel about that icon of 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 the black mom aka
1: First off, that was ridiculous, everything that she just said. I think the, <laughs> I think the, the, the main important there. thing to remember is that the first black mother did not happen in 1987. We've had decades and decades and decades of black mothers. We can literally walk outside of our house right now and see black mothers that look up to, literal people that we know in our real lives, that we see every day, that talk to us, that know our names, that aren't doing this because it's an acting job that they're getting paid to be on nationalized television for. I think there's a lot of examples in which that archetype is dangerous, right? When We had this like a type of black woman, a black woman mom that we think is like the archetype of how black motherhood should be. We eliminate moms that are outside of that, right? We make them seem like they're weird or they're other or they're, they're trying to appeal to like a white crowd. They're not like this extremely respectable, like my mom is a doctor and my dad is a lawyer type of, type of situation going on. And they feel like they're the good times type of family right where it's like what if my mom is different from that what if my mom isn't very like traditionally respectable and she yells at us and maybe she disciplines us differently and maybe she doesn't uh have a brownstone a six bedroom brownstone in a nice part of town maybe she's like a regular person just like me right there's never really any further analysis of what that looks like see all these white see all these light-skinned mothers she talks about she misses several lucky mothers but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole but all of them fit the same kind of like they're doctors. They're lawyers. This is how we represent, like, Black women in media, right? But it loses some realism, right? Where's the crookling? Where's the gritty? Where's the my Black mom who yelled at me? My Black mom, I was raised by a single Black mother in, the, in, a, in a relationship with another Black man, right? You lose all of that, especially, especially when you have sketchy Black moms that support rapists because they were good actors, right? I want to make sure that we remember that. This is a television show that was written for entertainment purposes, right? Whether or not it had some effect afterwards that's a conversation to have but the core of it is it was r- it was wrote so people could watch it and like it right so i don't understand how that means phil Cosby's not discussing rapists and it was terrible even if he was good at maybe one thing you know maybe a couple things i don't know fat albert maybe you watch that like shitty movie a few more times but we have just this one right. series that we can give him a terrible movie horrible movie the most basic right. of a plot that plots can become it's like he wrote it while in the midst of taking a shit break it is terrible. I'm sorry. I won't even what get that
0: What movie? Fat Albert. Don't you dare. He's Fat like Albert.
2: Don't you
0: Wonderful Fat like Albert. Okay. 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 Real quick. I'm
2: taking a break is Felicia quick, Rashad. Quick, I actually quick. stand that movie.
0: Quick break from the debate. Real quick. That moment that. when that nigga when they was like working the car and the nigga was, there I go there I go there I go there I go. That shit was hilarious, bro. <laughs>
2: I, I love that about. shit. When Mushmouse started
0: talking. Nigga, what? Yo, no, okay. I'm related,
1: I'm related to real quick. Do y'all remember the movie about the black swimmers with uh, Terrence Howard? Right. That's what that, that shit pie. was called? I've been trying to find it's it for a problem. long time. I've seen
0: that movie I, I fuck with that movie heavy. That shit was fire. That movie was yeah, good. Like they won't
1: let us swim with them, so we got to get the nasty dirtiest from them pool and clean it up and swim them greater than it.
0: Yeah, we beat their ass in our pool. Make them come to yeah. our nice we ass. That we beat their the ass. That brings me to my Wait, 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 wait we go back to Felice Rashad, but the moderator needs to interject I want to ask Miss Rashad a question Because I think that something uh, Average Nigga just brought up Was really interesting And it interjects with one of your points Which is, you say that like Because of you, your image It changed what the Black mom meant Right? But do do you think that That argument or that perspective Erases the Black mom Like Florida? Right? Because oh, Florida has been hard Florida. Florida. I mean... Before I finish, not, it not only erases her, but if anything, it, it makes her seem like she's not a good enough black mom. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a fucking doctor or lawyer. Cause
1: she's struggling with them bills and them easy credit ripoffs. Good times!
2: <laughs> Here's the thing. The, uh, her name is Florida, Florida Evans,
1: Florida Evans.
2: Um, all respect for you know the previous Black cultural works that came before us, but what makes Claire Huxtable so iconic? No, it's not about Claire. Claire.
1: It's about (laughs) every nigga,
2: every nigga, every nigga, please allow Negro, please.
0: (laughs) Please, please allow Miss Huxtable. That's not something. Oh my bad, Uh, (laughs) Miss Huxtable.
1: That's, that's exactly who she is. You said it right the first time.
0: Anyway. Allow Ms. Facade to respond.
2: What is so iconic and important and significant about Claire Huxtable in comparison to Miss Evans is just for the simple fact that it allowed Black women to dream bigger than kind of what Miss Evans was living in instead of being a struggling, dark-skinned mom who was like the victim of poverty. Instead, you could be a struggling, light-skinned mom with a six-figure job where you miraculously are able to give birth to five or six children, stay in a high six-figure position, escalate in that career, still give birth to babies, and still have time to do the chores around the house and make sure everything happens. We created
1: pay for college a, a completely Superwoman,
2: to quote Karen White like instead of I'm not your superwoman Claire Huxtable says I am that super
1: oh my god oh, moderator. okay okay, okay. Moderator. oh my god
0: okay average nigga I will allow you a short response
1: I think that was ridiculous. I think they totally skated past the points and kept talking about how great they are at acting and about how fancy they are and about how nice and elegant their dresses are. And I appreciate all those things. They make a lot of sense here. I'm a fan of her acting. I I mean, I guess I liked the Cosby show when I was a kid. Wouldn't rewatch it now because you know why. But I think think the, the, the main confusing point about all of this is Even if, I mean, just by numbers-wise, I imagine half of the world's Black mothers are not light-skinned, probably a little more than half. So what do those people do around, I don't know, loosely, around 20 to 30 million Black people globally? What do they do in situations where, like, they don't have a six-figure job? How do they find entertainment that represents their lifestyle? It's even positive. You see that even when we're giving, like, dark-skinned Black moms who are struggling, that show was good times, but it was constantly fucked up. They never had good times. And you just show it like... Where are, the t- where are the shows For dark skinned black women that are Where they succeed, where they get to do well Are they not worth as much As people like you all who can just keep making the same show Twice and get paid twice over it And support discussing Dirty Guy
0: I will yeah, say, hold on, hold on. let me say this Let me say this before I get to you Mr. Rashad I will say, it, it, it's the other flip side to, this, uh, to that debate which is Like what about like the light skinned mom That don't got no six figure job Like my mom light skinned She ain't worked no six figure job My mama worked at Comcast you know I'm saying, and she fed, she fed me and my brother. She made sure we was taken care of. I went to college, got my degrees. My brother taken care of, getting his shit. You know what I'm saying we good, and she's good. But like, she ain't work no six figure job. She was grinding, period. And so like, what what about that that relationship? That like that like failure that or like that 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 toxic relationship that that has with, with women? Like you know what I'm saying, not to say that even my, my mom might not even feel that way, but I just feel like that's a as a blueprint. What happens when when like. You're like, there's no image for dark skin women, but also the image set for light skin women, not the best one. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying?
2: That's real. And I think we have to understand that light skin is not just a a phenotype, but a mindset. And so I feel like in response to your mom, perhaps she wasn't living up to her full light skin potential. Perhaps she decided to just... (laughs) Listen, what okay.
0: oh, uh, Rashad. Listen, uh, Felicia, Felicia, Felicia. Uh, cause a Rashad. I don't care who you are, Miss Hudson. Well, I will slap you. Okay, don't <laughs> play with me. Not my mother. Ne- next question. And oh, those sorry. And, and oh, I tell mom. my
2: own daughter, who's dark skin, that she needs to embrace a light skin mindset. Oh, so that, okay.
0: okay. And
2: and there are examples of this on television. Tony Childs from oh. uh from girlfriends Molly from Insecure, there is a mindset there that they're having. That so you know
1: from like,
0: girlfriends. Wow. Felicia, Felicia, I'm gonna need you, I'm gonna need you to relax, Felicia. You you're killing me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Last 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 question. Last question and I'm I'm done. Did the uh <laughs> I don't even know how to frame this. What, what do you think what do you think was the Cosby show's impact? Like, you think it was a good impact? You think it was a bad impact? Do you think it had an impact at all? Do you think it was major? I think, I, I, oh, ho, 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 average nigga? I'm going to let Miss Rashad answer first, and then I'm going to let you go, average nigga.
2: Well, okay. it's obvious impact was me. So it could never be I bad. It could never be terrible. Um, You know, I've had such a career helping people, like For Color Girls, A Raisin in the Sun, like just talent, my sister, Debbie, and all of her works, my my daughter, Condola, all of her works on stage. So the Cosby's impact can only ever be a great impact because it brought me into the world.
0: Thank you, Felicia. Average nigga. Bring back the Cosby <sighs>
2: shows, they need the stipends. Uh,
1: somebody's or trying to religion. get some streaming money, it seems like.
0: The residuals. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put the Cosby Show on Netflix, please. So I can continue. Uh, nigga. Yeah. Uh, average nigga, average nigga. How do you? So do you think that the Cosby Show even had like a major impact, or do you think like no, the, the no not really,
1: impact? no, no impact at all. I think that there was a slight impact. I guess was I guess some black people that were already orientating themselves towards going to college could think I'm going to college because I watched that episode of the, of, of the Cosby Show. Not I'm going to college because my parents made that possible for me, or I live in a neighborhood where it's actually a thing I could do. Or that I have a talent that allowed me to go to college. No one was like, I'm applying to college because Bill freaking Cosby told me to do it. So I don't really think there's any major impact. This wasn't the first black family. This wasn't even the first black family that wasn't in complete, completely destitute. I think we have other instances of better black families on television. Even now, there are families that are just doing better. That are just a little bit more left leaning and aren't closeted Republicans who are all trying to get us to act like it's the Jim Crow and we should be as respectable, Jim Crow, and be as respectable as possible. I just think that. Yeah, there's no real impact here. When I think the impact I think of what right now in like black society is reflective on the Cosby show, right? As it did increase the amount of like of of black couples and black partnerships and stuff like that. I guess so, but still 50% of those marriages ended in divorce anyway, so I guess that was okay. Kind of a wash. You, you, know, don't think, don't you, you don't think that... You don't think that,
0: that, you don't think Blackish Blackish you don't think Felicia and and you don't think like Claire and Cliff had the walk so uh, Rainbow and Dre could
1: fly. I think Ken- I can't. I think Blackish is Kenya's Kenya. What's his name? Kenya Barris. Kenya. Yeah, Kenya Barris. Kenya
2: Barris. Bar- Bar- Mr. Barris.
1: Ken- yeah, Kenya Barris is like Cosby Show. wet dream? I'm sorry. I don't think it's one should be drum I think he's literally trying to create a modern Cosby Show. I don't think it's like he oh has- one couldn't exist. I think it's just like a Anthony very very Anderson obvious. has
2: allegations that no one talks about. Bo is. I've really life, never heard of them. Know. I would like to talk assault. about them now. I've really
1: never heard of them. He has allegations for, for, for what? I've never heard this in my entire life. Um, Sexual An-
2: assault. Anthony
0: Anderson got sexual Anthony assault?
1: Anthony Anderson has think? a sexual assault allegation? It's on his Wikipedia? Is that known?
0: Damn, I didn't know that. know that at all. I
1: had no clue. I had no clue. Really, no, no idea. No idea. Like no. it's
2: like we didn't have ideas in the past, should we be punished for it? Should
0: our residuals be? Oh taken yeah, yeah. If,
1: I'm gonna look this up, oh, and I'm definitely no, no, gonna no, punish no, him. No. I'm definitely gonna look Andy, this up and punish Andy, him. Yeah, Andy Andy you're right.
0: Should be, should be exposed. Like he should, yeah, he should, he, 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 he should be
1: punished. He should be punished. Yes, he
0: should be exposed. You're right. Yeah. Kind of sad that like I'm I'm gonna look at this nigga differently now. You think, all blocking, you think I'm still watching? You think
2: accused of raping 25-year-old extra on the film set of Hustle and Flow. The alleged allegations the woman no. and assistant director Wayne Witherspoon of forcibly removing her clothes, photographing her naked body, and digitally penetrating her. Um, uh, the witness. Uh, witness
0: tra- wait, wait. What does that mean?
2: What does that mean? Digital means, uh, your
0: fingers. Oh, like a digit. Okay, 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 okay. okay.
1: I was like uh, a penetration.
0: Yeah, word. I was What like, the fuck?
2: <laughs> a witness claimed to have heard the alleged victim's screams and to have seen her run naked from the trailer, and she was treated at St. Francis Hospital. The charges were dropped because the judge ruled there was no probable cause to try the case. Anderson was sued for sexual assault in September 2004 by another woman who claimed Anderson made sexually success- suggestive remarks then assaulted her in his dressing room on the set of All About the Andersons. On July 2, 2018, it was revealed that he had been investigated by the Los Angeles Police Department for another sexual assault allegation.
0: What? On September
2: 4th, the Los Angeles Department decided not to press charges due on Anderson
0: due to lack of evidence. But like everybody, he, he just keep getting up in these sexual assault. Ca- Damn, Anthony Anderson, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're you're you're, you're right, Miss Rashad. We definitely should should punish him. Yes, you are completely right. We yeah, should probably. now, with that knowledge, punish Mr. Anderson. Yes, just but, like. Mr. Cosby.
2: Until 40 women say something?
1: I hope that's not 40 women. They're God. If
2: they're not Claire Huxtable, why believe them?
0: Okay. I'm ready to make my verdict. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready to make my verdict. Um, Claire Huxtable, you're a terrible person. Um, And you said some really, really terrible things in this debate. Uh, (laughs) Average nigga, I think you're ahead on almost every topic. So let's break each one down. And I give my overarching decision. Bill Collins is a rapist, fuck that nigga. Um, I think uh, that the the image set by Claire Huxtable, while I think it is a good image in some regards can be seen negatively for women that don't attain to that image and also erases symbols of other images of black motherhood when it's seen as the only black mother. And I think that bringing up Florida Evans is a really good counterpoint that I think is worth worth looking at. Black motherhood exists in all different forms that we don't look at. And I think only having one to be like that. I look at it. Right. Uh, and then the final it's the thing is... the only one
2: that matters, not the only one that exists.
0: Yeah, but see, that that's fucked up because you're not the only mom that matters. My mama matters too. Fuck you, Felicia. Um, and then the last thing is the the Cosby show's impact. Yeah. I, 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 I disagree that it had no impact. I think it had a major impact, but I think I think that its impact was not on the black family because like black men still believe it they like like, like, my, like, nigga, my relationship with my dad not that great. Like, like, most of like people, like, niggas' dads leave yeah. them all the time. Like, and they, and black dads be pieces of shit sometimes too. Where's my black not dad, because, Right, and it's not because of the world. It's because of you, nigga. Like, my so, head. like, <laughs> so, like, and black moms also be pieces of shit sometimes too. So, like, I think that it did not have that big of an impact on the black family structure. I think what it did have an impact on was black media and access to media. Like, i think mm-hmm. like it, it i think it would be a misnomer and i think it would do an injustice to the impact of the cosby show to say like that shit did not make a pave way like the fact that it had like one of the first real black spin-offs ever because a different world was like the first black spin-off mm-hmm. like and the, and, the, and the framework ugh, your sister did that not you felicia and, and then the framework <laughs> The framework for that that got used to do like Moesha into the Parkers or like all the myriad of, 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 of
2: to kill. like very... it's a
0: bunch of them that just followed that framework that I think it would be it would be an injustice to be like the Cosby didn't hold that shit down but but I think that it did not have a major impact on like the Black family I think that's silly as fuck it could I, I guess you could say it had an effect but like at the same time like if if so why Black family still like not like you know like, <laughs> what the fuck yeah. you know what I mean? Um but yeah uh, overarchingly. Uh, I vote for Average Niggas. Uh, Bye, Felicia. I've been waiting to say
1: that a <laughs> <the whole> time. black. <laughs> uh, Great transition.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go listen to the Pound Cake speech and pretend that I never talk to you.
1: Bye, <laughs> Felicia. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, uh, My mom matters.
2: Nadia I'm I'm Nadia again Apologies to Devon's mother I was just <laughs> I think you're a great mother I'm sure <laughs> you live up to your <laughs> light skin Potential She said she didn't
1: get a bad mother
0: now
2: She
0: said she must not have, have rented Her full light skin potential <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll just respect to your mom that, was not
1: taking mom that bad
0: I mean you as a Felicia I just know me and Felicia going to have to get up You <laughs> all right, uh, we'll be back All right let's take this You know, we back with TBH uh, We're going to get into this last segment Of unpopular opinion We have two opinions that we're going to Debate or talk about today The first one, uh, Nani, okay so Nani doesn't have that much input on this one, but it's okay All right, um, and to preface this I err personally on the side that Nate is defending, but for the purposes of this argument, I'm gonna defend the other niggas because they got some valid points. Okay.
2: And I'm all just right. gonna ask questions.
0: And her questions are gonna help niggas defend. All right, but like the first one we're gonna have, uh, you know, we can't act like LeBron didn't just win his fourth ring. Um, and mm-hmm. so we're gonna have the debate Jordan or LeBron. Just real quick, Jordan or LeBron. Um
2: Zuri's dad
0: versus the nigger from Space Jam. Yeah. Um, right. Space Jam is incredible,
1: personally. It is uh, incredible. LeBron's I, making another one.
0: If if that's it, okay, if, if Space Jam 2 is crass, Space Jam 2 better be the best movie out next year. I'm not going to lie. it got to be. It mm-hmm. It's
2: a funny fan. watching that movie as an adult as opposed yes, to a child. A because notice how bad uh, MJ's acting is. Oh, I
0: don't oh, care about that. His
2: bad. acting is terrible. It's bad. It's acting it's to himself.
0: That part where they turn him into a basketball and dribble him, like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so weird.
2: However, I that the, the i unsung stars of that were the niggas who lost their basketball powers, particularly the short niggas. They were hilarious.
0: Oh, Muggsy Bogues was, like, when they went to therapy, he was like, but I love my mama. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they
2: were great. They should have, like, spun off.
0: Alright, so Nate is defending LeBron is the GOAT. I'll defend Jordan. Um, go ahead, Nate.
1: Yeah, I think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time, not in just modern history. I mean, like within the next 50 years, I think he's better than those old white men who used to play with those two, two high shorts and used to shoot in the fruit baskets. I think he's simply the greatest basketball player to ever step on the hardwood in the entire world in the history of the sport. I think I have a few key arguments for this. The main is just durability. He's lasted longer than any player at a higher status than any player's ever reached, right? No other player is still averaging 25 points like eight assists a game, like five, six rebounds a game, double-doubling almost every other night. Well, into like, he's like 41 years old, right? Michael was able to take that weird baseball break that we all knew he was going to fail on, right? One day he's going to wake up decide He's Ken Griffey Jr., right? LeBron has always knew that this is what he wanted to be, and he's achieved this over and over again. I know what the common Jordan fans will say. Michael Jordan won six rings. He was undefeated. He never lost. And I understand that. That's a decent argument, I guess, if like, you, just, you just walk into a sports and you just learned last week but i think that the more important thing is last week i think the more important thing is lebron's just beating better competition like the warriors team he beat the 73 and 9 warriors team 73 and 9 9 losses and 73 wins i think they're better than like 85 percent of the competition if not every single one of those teams that michael jordan beat right coming back from 3-1 against four all-stars right we have steph curry who's probably going to go down with the greatest in his position other than, I don't know, Magic Johnson. We got, like, Clay Thompson, probably the best shooting guard as far as, like, numbers and averages and shit, right? We have Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, right? I don't think Michael Jordan ever really was exposed to that type of, that type of competition. So when you see him shooting over Craig Elo, you know, some dude you've never fucking heard of winning the game winner, like, sure, it looks impressive, but Steph Curry's out here shooting half-court fucking shots like they're, like, like they're free throws. Like, it's going to be way harder to beat that beast than to beat, like, I don't know, The Portland Trailblazers, you know, LeBron's just beaten better competition. He's always remained solid. He was competitive in every one of his losses, right? Even when he got blown out by the Warriors, he was performing. It wasn't his fault. Those are all the reasons. I think he's also just a nice guy, right? He has all these things he's doing outside. He's a way better ambassador for basketball than Michael Jordan is. He's a way better, like, ambassador for young black youth than Michael Jordan is. Just overall, overall, if you watch the weird Michael Jordan documentary, You'd probably watch that thinking, wow, LeBron would do none of this. LeBron's not going to punch somebody in a practice, right? LeBron's not going to gamble with somebody's money, even though you make 30 times what they make, and force them to give you the money after you beat them. Those are all the reasons why I think LBJ is a GOAT. And his children are great. His family is great. They're all really cute. They're a nice little black Los Angeles family. You know, it's really cute. All
0: right, here we go. I will concede a lot of that. I have, three, I, have three, I have three main arguments for why Jordan is, is the GOAT. And Nate already gave you two of them. First, and pay attention now to you. You can ask questions if you have them. Jordan went to six finals, won six finals. Okay? He didn't lose a single one he went to. That's gangster. Against, like, ridiculous competition, right? Which I'll talk about in a second. Number two. Nigga Jordan got six of them things. Six of them things. LeBron got four. And it took him hella long. Jordan got six of them things. And Jordan left and went and played baseball in between. And came back and won three more. Three more. And finally, last thing. And this is this is an opinion piece. Jordan, like Kobe Bryant, is a murderer on the basketball court. LeBron. Is if not in my opinion the best facilitator, maybe the best point guard, best best teammate ever. Like he really elevates the people around him. He makes them better every night. However, sometimes it's time. It's sometimes it's hammer time, bro. Sometimes it's time for you to take the fucking ball and score. Sometimes when when the Lakers are losing, Kobe Bryant did not pass the ball. When the when the Bulls were losing, the, everybody passed the ball to Jordan. You know what time it is. In, in Game Five, a LeBron and the and the Lakers against the Heat to win the game and to win the series. Instead of taking the ball to the hoop, LeBron passes the ball to Danny Green. Now, while that's being a good teammate. The difference is that's not the biggest killer mentality because killer mentality would be like, I'm not gonna first of all, that wouldn't have been the play. Because everybody's like, yo, like it was the best situation to win. They they wouldn't have ran that play with Jordan or Kobe. The play would have been something on the outline that would have got them a better opportunity to shoot the ball or at least get a baseline drive where they can draw a foul, right? And so they like LeBron is dumb, he didn't have that killer mentality, right? He's he's a facilitator. Right. And hence mm-hmm. why, why like the Utah Jazz team that LeBron lost, that, that, that that Jordan beat. Right. Like that's why like John Stockton even though he was like the best player on the team in my opinion even though Carl Malone was on that team. No, right. Carl hey Malone. Right, Malone gets nod because John Stockton is a facilitator. That's why Ricky Rubio is never going to get the love because he's just a facilitator. Right. And mm-hmm. so my argument is that mm-hmm. that LeBron can't be the GOAT because in order to be the greatest of all time you need to be a killer. You need to be the one that is destroying and taking over, right? If I'm calling you the greatest, I'm assuming that when you are on the court, everything shifts to you, right? Yeah. And it's not that like it shifts to you so that you passing the ball around, it shifts to you so that you're destroying shit. I got two more things to say. Nate said that,
2: the- huh? you said what? I thought it was going to be three arguments. I didn't
0: make three arguments. I just want to respond to two things that Nate said.
2: Okay. I have three yeah. arguments
0: for why Jordan is the greatest. That's my three arguments. And I he, just want to counteract his points.
2: We got, got responses on this. Because he gave you
0: information. I just want to give you other information. He was like the, the Warriors were 73 and 9. Which because like you only play 82 games in the season. The Warriors won 73 of them. LeBron beat that team. Amazing team. And he's like, Jordan never played against that team. The issue is Jordan was that team. Jordan won 72 games out of 82. He was the wow. team to be. Like, he was he was the 73-9 Warriors. There was no... The regular season and the playoffs, he was that nigga. And they did not lose a game. Period. That's one. Two. And finally, he says they that they have shit competition. That's disrespectful. Jordan had to beat the Bad Boy Pistons. Had to beat... I
2: remember them from the last dance.
0: Right. He had to beat Reggie Miller in his prime. He had to beat Carl Malone. MVP Carl Malone. He had I'm to be Warriors. MVP Charles Barkley. He I'm had to I'm not saying better than the Warriors. If you're only if your only claim to fame is like the 2016 victories, like and because of LeBron won in sixteen and he's the GOAT, then that's fucked up because Nadia, I don't know if you know there's We're a case. Ad- We're talking about Steph Curry's team. He's I'm about to, to, I'm about right. to, I'm about to, because the reason yeah. that, that there's an asterisk that a lot of LeBron fans like to talk about. There's an asterisk on that championship because there was a questionable technical foul called on one of the best players from the other team that got him suspended, and that he missed the game. And because yeah. he missed that game, the entire series shifted to the Cavaliers. Like, cause, and, and basketball is about momentum.
1: LeBron shifted, shifted it. LeBron shifted it.
0: It's not just it's, it. It is not just LeBron. Like LeBron is not the only reason he got suspended. That Draymond Green was, is, is in my opinion, is the most important player on the Warriors. The most important player on the Warriors, right? Like he don't score all the buckets, but he make he he makes that shit possible. You know what I'm saying? And 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 so, if you get rid of that person, like the the team falls apart. Which ha- that, and that's what happened. And so, like yes, LeBron did beat one of the best teams ever. However. Their best player was suspended one game, that shifted the momentum. You know what I'm saying? That that matters. And so, like, if, if that circumstance changes, the complexity of that situation. And I think you're like, oh, he didn't beat the Warriors, like, but that nigga beat the Pistons, and the Pistons would fuck the Warriors up.
1: Mm-mm. The bad boy Monday, Pistons, The bad boy Monday, day, Pistons.
0: No, not, not with Yeah, but like, not well. So back then, the first of all, back then the Warriors you were could
1: not smack a nigga in the face and not accept the game.
0: Right, the Warriors will not just, and, and and the fact that LeBron won six in that era also I think elevates him. This nigga got this nigga got beat up so bad by the Pistons in the summertime. He went to the gym and just lifted, added like fifteen to twenty pounds of body of body that's muscle, not, not or like I just like muscle mass, just so he could fight a nigga on the court to win a championship. That's real, like that's that's real. that's, that's, that's goat shit. That is goat yeah. shit. Like, oh, oh, you said oh, so in order to beat your ass, I gotta beat your ass, but.
2: i do fuck with that i do there's something about that that was really cool i
1: think what separates i think what separates lebron is that lebron who spends over a million dollars on his body every year is already thinking about that right lebron's already thinking about that prior question before he even gets on the court he's thinking i have to be bigger i have to be stronger i have to be faster and he pays and he invests in his body to do so every single winging moment. So people remember Jordan for being like, on the court, he's deadly. On the court, that's it. Once he gets there, he's going to destroy you. LeBron prepares before. He's watching hours and hours of film work. He's picking away at your defense. He's buddy buddies with like coaching staff and people who are administrators. He's learning the ins and outs of the actual game. He's talking to the coach. He's just way more cerebral than Jordan is in the fact of his gameplay. When he, was suppo- when he needed to be skinnier, he got skinnier. When he started playing a guard and he couldn't be as heavy as he was and be a point guard, He switched up his entire body type and got leaner and more muscular at the top, right, so it could fit him at, at that point guard position. And he immediately became the best point guard in the league, right, when he was playing the three, when he was playing the two, and sometimes the three, and he needed to be heavier to really get down there and beat down people's chests And, like, like we were talking about with Michael Jordan in a fight through people who are literally trying to, like, kick him in his balls, Chris Paul, or, like, you know, punch you in the face, something like that. He changed his bike type like that because he's committed to basketball and not just, like, a, I'm shooting and I have to shoot the game winner. But what he didn't tell you, Nadia, is that LeBron has made and taken – more game winners than Kobe and Jordan combined, combined. And you know why? Because he's durable and he has longevity, longevity. He's been around just longer. He's played more playoff games than them, right? So he's had more opportunities to score the game winner, and he's done it. Most of the time when LeBron is getting the game-winning shot, he shoots it, he makes it, he's done that more times than Michael Jordan and Kobe combined. It's just when you think of Jordan or you think of Kobe, you don't think of people who are unselfish. Sometimes LeBron will pass to the teammates. I think it's terrible that people make it awful that he believes in his team, right? That he's on a team of people that he wants to, if you're open like Danny Green is and you're wide open, why shouldn't LeBron give you the shot or shoot when there's seven people on him who are waiting for him to shoot the last second of the shot? It just proves that he's smarter. He's more cerebral. Some of the -the off-the-court problems that Michael Jordan had that started to affect his play a little bit, LeBron doesn't have that. He's completely committed to just being the smartest, best basketball player in the world. I just think it just shows him how long he's been playing. He's 41 years
0: old, Devon. We haven't seen this He's 35. Old. Why do you keep making him older? Why do you keep doing that to LeBron? Well, he's 41 was like years was old. But... No, no, He's sorry, 35. Stop giving him years. I would disagree with two points you made.
2: Wait, I, would I have disagree. a question.
0: Yes, question.
2: So I have one question for Nate, and I have one question for Devon. The first question for Nate is, why don't awards matter right if i'm thinking about it in the lens that i pay attention to right audra mcdonald got the most tony awards on broadway how would she not be the best broadway actress that ever lived if she's got the stats to back it up like why don't why doesn't that matter and then for devon where is Michael Jordan's cute black family? Like, he doesn't have a little daughter doing a food channel, and he cheated on his wife. So... I okay.
1: think the, we are
0: first.
2: cute black family?
0: You can answer first, Nate, and then I answer.
1: I think there's a little more nuance than just, like, the ring chasing. I understand why, like, in terms of sports, why we wouldn't want to vote for the gold being the person who just has the more gold and shiny trophies. I think it's also important to remember that narratives matter in sports. It's not always just about the actual trophies about the narrative. That's the most important thing and specifically about American sports is the story. And we have LeBron James, who since he was like 13 years old, was being told that he was going to be the world's greatest basketball player one day when he was like just fucking niggas up in like middle school basketball being like 6'2", right? And we have somebody who just has met and exceeded every single bar and standard that was placed on him by jordan Stans. jordan Stans said if we're gonna call this kid this nice we have to put him through the same rung that we put jordan through so i think a little bit of nuance matters i think the second reason that nuance matters is competition right so like basketball is about eras it's different from football in that way where errors are really 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 important and cross up and cross um comparing errors always doesn't work when it comes to competition right he talked about like those specific players from those teams, right? He said, Oh, Reggie Miller and the Clippers, the Bad Boy Pistons. We're talking about teams that had a max two Hall of Famers. The 73 and nine Warriors, there's five teams, there's five players in a, in a starting lineup that are on the court at one time. Four of them are Hall of Famers in the Warriors. The only one who's not is just a random white guy that's always the center possessions for the Warriors that no one knows about. That's just like seven foot 68 and scores like three points a game, and basically just there to pass the ball to the rest of the right? When you look at a nuance in right there, it's like would Michael Jordan beat the bad boy Pistons if Reggie Miller was also on the team? Think about it like that. What if there were the bad boy Pistons and they had Reggie Miller? That would be like what, Mike, what LeBron would have to defeat, right? Not just like he defeated the bad boy Pistons and Reggie Miller and the Trailblazers. What if two stars from each of those teams combined and made a super team? That's exactly what the Warriors did. It's like it's literally David and Goliath. And not only was he Goliath and like he's a smaller team, David was Goliath was fucking David up in the beginning. And LeBron got fucked up in the beginning and he willed himself back through like his intelligence of the game, not just like I'm gonna shoot as much, I'm gonna be Michael Jordan or, Le- or Kobe, I'm just gonna keep shooting, 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 shooting. That's how you win. Like just trying to shoot. He thought about the correct way to win each game it's intellectually, and he did it. And he's always done it. And his history is that. We have Michael Jordan. I guess taking a year and a half break to bullshit at baseball would help you recover and win three championships. I guess if LeBron had almost two years to not play basketball, I guess he would come back, yeah, probably a way better he player because he's been bullshitting. Did you even tell me that Michael Jordan was shit at baseball. He didn't even do too much. That's not true. That's
2: just I'm not true. Made it he was shit.
0: Right. It was, that's not true. Like, yo, Michael Jordan's baseball stats were – like, if – like, I read an article, um, I, and, I, and I'll share this with you, Nate. I read an article that was like, if if Michael Jordan would have stayed in baseball, son, like within a five year to six year span, he could have been an all star in the major leagues. His batting average was like a four, like it was like a point four two, like that's a, that's a really good batting average. And well, we know
1: we, we know the workout regime, and we know like the the intensity of it is way different from the NBA. We know that that's basically a break. If you're an NBA, if you're an NFL player, and you decide to go and try out for a baseball team, come on. The intensity is but different. It's a lot easier.
2: With a completely different body, with a completely different workout regime. And and so then-
1: LeBron. But LeBron does that every summer.
2: Basketball and, like, win, win the last dance, according to But LeBron, to LeBron
1: the- does that every single summer. Every summer What's LeBron not- goes... What are you, you talking about? There's not, 10 years of not it. He's not
0: going to play Major League Baseball for not a year.
1: Baseball, not baseball. I'm saying, like, he changes his body completely every summer. It took Jordan two years. Every yeah, summer, it's like, if I need to be leaner, I need to be bigger, I need to be smarter. And he does it in a period of months. Jordan took two and a half years to come back like that. All
0: right. I'm ready to answer my question now. Your yes, turn, Devon. Okay, so I'll say this first. Nate said a whole bunch of nonsense just now. I'm not going. I'm not going, I'm not going to address all the nonsense he said. I'm going to answer Jeffrey your, your question first, Nadia. You said, "Why don't we see Jordan's p- cute black family?" So the the, the, the answer is actually really simple. It's like social media wasn't around. Like, like his black family was fire in the '90s. Like, like, like look, niggas is twenty years old now. You don't what, what You don't know str- you know Jeffrey. Well, uh, Bart,
2: LeBron is like, a black man that doesn't cheat.
0: Like I'm just saying, you don't want to see, you don't want to see, you don't want to see like, uh, uh, you you don't want to see a 25 year old struggling like former basketball college basketball player. Like, who wants to see a reality show on that? Like, that's why you don't see Jordan. not Tyler. what
2: I'm talking about. The only my favorite part. Oh, so, so you said LeBron. The don't see,
0: the you said LeBron don't that see. I
2: watch are the pre-show interviews where the children are running the muck, or they're like social media TikToks. Like, I didn't watch. Whatever so, happened in basketball this week, but I did see Zuri Cruz, Zuri uh, bro, James like do her little like standing all cute like in a TikTok, and I loved it.
0: See, so Jordan's sons in the '90s, Jordan's sons used to be at the games and shit, and you should see them in the interviews. Like he, they used to be running around all cute. But again, like that's pre-social media, and so you don't really see them like that. If if Jordan was around now, he had a big, he had kids, so you would see his kids on social media. He had
2: yeah, kids. I'm saying it,
0: it, it, yeah, kids. There's there's a, a couple yeah, things that
2: a couple kids.
0: There's a couple <laughs> things that Nate said that I would like to address. Okay. So Lord, first Lord. of all, his his point that the teams that Jordan played against did not have Hall of Famers is disrespectful as hell.
1: No, there four. Was, four. Does not have four Hall of Famers at once.
0: Four. Bro. Four.
1: Quantity Quantity. Quantity, I'm saying.
0: The Phoenix team that he beat had Danny Ames, Dan Matt um, who was the, uh, uh, Charles Barkley, uh, Kevin Johnson had Kevin Johnson, who's a hall of fame. are all hall of famers. That's what I'm saying like Detroit had, Detroit had Joe Dumars, Isaiah Thomas had, uh, uh are they
1: transcendent? Are they, we got three transcendent players. Are they transcendent on the ward? We got Steph Curry and, 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 and uh, and, Kevin Durant. They had
0: to, bro, bro, Transcendent, bro, bro. transcendent they had to, talent, they had, not they just Hall of fame. They had to change because of the rule change in NBA defense because of Joe Dumars. Steph Curry can shoot the three. So, what do you mean, transcendent? You don't think
1: Steph Curry would dirt Joe Dumars?
0: Fuck no. Joe Dumars would have hooked this nigga in the 80s. He ain't shooting no threes. He's shooting no threes. He, wait, with hand checks? Steph Curry can't, can't play with hand checks. Because he need you know, He has
1: too much space. He shoot with too much space. He doesn't need to get near your hands at in, in all.
0: In a world where hand checks, there's no more space because I can fucking push you. Mm. You guys, think, like, like, that's what I'm saying. You,
1: in hand checks, the, the world space. There's, like one-on-one like, one like relationship is not worth. John
0: Starks, John Starks could lock up, could lock up Steph because of hand check. Because there's no hand checks. Like you can hand check in, in the '90s. Like that's why John Starks could guard niggas like AI. And then once they changed the 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 rule, like his defense became obsolete. Like that's why he couldn't get yeah, a Yeah, because
1: it's fouling. Because you're fouling people, and it's basketball, not football. Because
0: they changed the rules. But previously, yes, as that they was should hard. have. Nah, niggas, nah, niggas,
1: niggas are getting into fights and not getting ejected, bro.
0: And that's my point. Is that not <laughs> transcendent? Is that not transcendent? No,
1: you just fouling. Yes, yes, you, just yes, <laughs> you say,
0: literally was just like you literally just like that rule change was necessary to allow for sports to be what they are today. Joe Dumars and the Bad Boys, bro. Without them, sports would not have changed. I can see that. They pushed the that. limits on what rules or what fouls was, what it meant to be the big bad dog on the court. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and the, I just think
1: the, the Warriors gameplay is just a lot Because the the the
2: the they the the shoot the back three. Back. three. Does like Devon's argument of like having to fight on the court because that's what's entertaining to me, like having just niggas fight. So
1: oh, the are um, not fighters. Don't try to fight unless you're fighting Draymond.
2: There's like it's like to me it sounds like the Bagger Earl's Club era where security didn't get there in time
0: versus the era where security was there. We fought
1: fans. That was '80s.
0: NBA NBA 80s basketball was Bad Girls Club on the basketball court. They were on, they were, like, doing
1: coke.
2: That's some of my favorite seasons. They used
0: to fight like a motherfucker. Like, Larry Bird fought hella niggas. Like, like, like the Lakers always fought people. The Pistons fought all the time. Like it, it was regular in the 80s. Like, low-key. Michael Jordan
1: punched fucking Steve Kerr, bro. In the mouth. In the mouth. That's in interesting. The mouth.
2: I would have watched it back then if I was more than two years old.
1: That's I mean, if you I, want entertainment, if you want enter, like who's more entertaining, I will always concede it to to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan just and then, and then, in I, head and then and also, also in and
0: then another thing that I will also I don't have to reinvent the wheel on this argument. I will just say that. The asterisks on the on the Warriors win. You keep going back to the Warriors. You are like, oh, they beat the Warriors. He beat the Warriors. He beat the nigger. I don't like, think it's
1: a, a big asterisk. enough asterisk. I, I really don't think that's so a big fucking asterisk. Nate, 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 Nate. I don't think so. For you to
0: make that argument would be you saying that Draymond Green is not the most integral part of the Warriors. And if you think that, I don't not think
1: the, you. Yeah,
0: yeah, I just disagree. Fundamentally disagree. Draymond War. Draymond Green is the most important Golden State Warrior by no, far. No, he's the true. he's the reason the offense works. Like, Steph, Steph, Steph Curry is the best warrior. No, he's Draymond is the most important. Mm-mm. Draymond is the glue. He's the glue. So he's he's the, the voice. He's the energy. He's the he's the hammer.
1: Bro, like, they, if they lose Draymond, they can still make it competitive. If they lose Steph, they get swept.
0: That's not true. What? Oh, are you that's not true. What? That's you think, not true. Team,
1: you think a team with Sean Livingston, Draymond Green, and, uh, uh, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant are not going to get They go swept. seven.
0: They go they go seven, maybe go six seven. and win and win. And maybe even go six and win. Yes.
1: No. Yes. No. yes. no. yes. no. Yes. Low key. No. Low
0: key and this and this is gonna be crazy. It might have been they, Steph Curry's points would have been missed, but the upgrade defensively on Kyrie from Sean Livingston would have been an upgrade. These they don't are- move
1: the ball like that without Steph Curry. The reason that they're able to move the ball that that's fluid. Not true. Draymond Green wait, is wait, the wait, ball. Wait. but the reason they're able to move the ball that fluidly is because there's always a danger of not just Clay Thompson, but of Steph, of Steph hitting a shot from literally anywhere. If they're not that fluid without him, like you're not worried about Sean Livingston, you're not worried about Draymond. You're maybe worried about Clay, but you can trust that you can trust that matchup. I just, Nobody but. KD's just just, like isolation ball the whole
0: game. I just disagree that the Warriors Mm. offense takes that much of a hit. Like, I think they take a much bigger hit. They take a much bigger hit with Draymond because Draymond is the orchestrator.
1: They had Draymond this year. Look where they went. They had Draymond this year. They didn't make the playoffs. They had no Steph and Draymond, and they didn't make the playoffs.
0: But they didn't have Steph or Clay. Like, come on, bro.
1: Come on, they were, they were at least got like an eight seed. Come on, this night They didn't, have Steph, Steph or they, nice, they didn't if, have Steph or Clay. If, if Draymond is the most important player, he could drag them to an eight seed. Come on,
0: he—they they were like not they were it, like ten, and he was hurt. Like, come on, bro, you got to get Draymond, on a, you gotta get Draymond on a break. Side. Not, you got to get Draymond on a break. I'm not. I'm not. Draymond is the most important warrior, <laughs> without a Draymond's without a doubt.
2: Not your superwoman, okay?
0: Draymond, I just think Draymond is a glue because he does everything. He he does every everything you need him to do on the basketball court. That is important. That's not uh, and, and and that's not a stat. He does his plus minus, which like Nadia is an advanced stat that just essentially means like when they're on the court, are they better for the team or net or, or net net positive or net negative for the team? And it's like some analytical statistic that lets them figure that out. But like Draymond Green. Plus minus is always super high like he always has a really high plus minus like he he Rebounds the ball. He brings the ball up court. He gets the most assists in playoffs He in the playoffs he gets the most assists. he he runs the he runs the offense Right the reason that the reason that he didn't win this year is because it's like having an amazing facilitator with no one to pass the ball to
1: I don't even Who know, know how I call him in a I think Give me second, a give, second, give me second. Give me second, Give me i am give me, second. Let me just close my argument. I think not even I think I'm not I think Draymond is really important. I think he's integral, but I don't think he's integral to the point that you think he is. I think mainly that team's identity, the reason they're able to exist like that completely on offense, I don't think exists without Steph Curry, because Steph Curry introduced that play to them. Steph Curry started taking deeper, deeper shots, so they had to change their offense to fit that. Draymond Green, without that, Draymond, I'm sure he's a great facilitator, but he's another power forward who's a great facilitator. There's like 10 of them in the league. I don't think that he's transcendent in that position. I think Al Horford is that's, probably better. I think Al Horford is probably a lot that's better. That's he can shoot that's consistently. He can pass just as well, and he's taller and stronger. But I think I think Dan Adebayo true. is probably better. I think there's a lot of people in that position who are better. I don't think he's transcendent. I think he's just uh, he's great. He's great, and he fits in perfectly which is a different thing. Fitting in is not the same thing as being integral. He fits in great. That does not mean that without them, they're not successful. That just means that, just means that there's a little hole they have that he overfills, but doesn't mean that it's a, when he leaves, it's a ginormous hole. I don't think that's true. I think that we saw this. A lot of the season, Draymond was not hurt and they could not, they could not score without him and they were losing because of that. The whole reason they're known for scoring is Steph Curry. He's, ent- he's the most important person. Even when Clay was there, Steph wasn't there. They 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 won some. They won half they won and lost like half the games. It's like
0: they're half half. I'll say this, and we can move on to this last piece. Yeah, we got two thirty. Nate is crazy, and he's kind of a hater. Um, <laughs>
2: um, <right. so laughs> I guess hearing all of that. I'm just not gonna pick because my dad doesn't like either one. Because LeBron left the Heat, and I believe Jordan beat his team that he liked in the '90s that I wasn't paying attention to the name of. So just off the strength of my dad, fuck the both of them. Yeah, you thought so he's he, a
1: Hawks fan, right?
2: He, I think so. I can't remember. I he said oh, I think man. it was the Hawks. I can't man, remember. Are a
0: that. Hawks fan, like Jordan? Don't disrespect my father. I know we disrespected your mom, but... No, not your father. Like, I'm talking about Hawks fans. Like, um, they they want shit. The Hawks ain't won nothing. They ain't won nothing, nothing no time soon. I
1: don't The lottery, the NBA lottery.
2: He could have said, like, you know, what is the Orlando one? The magic people. The magic. Yes, yeah, some shit like that. He, Jordan just kept beating the team he liked. LeBron left the heat, so my dad doesn't it like probably Miami, it. Was
0: probably, I mean, well, not. Miami wasn't good enough in the 90s. It's no, going probably-
2: to Miami for the LeBron thing. Like no. LeBron left uh the Miami Heat.
0: But he left to go back to Cleveland. He he wait, so he was wait, so My your dad, dad, your dad, your dad so he, Cleveland? Wait, tell about your dad was mad that he left that he left Miami but not mad that he left Cleveland for Miami?
2: No, he don't
0: give a fuck about
2: Cleveland. That's wild. Ain't that <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <your dad> funny? not <laughs> that funny for that Loki? That's hilarious. All right, <laughs> no. uh gonna be loyal to them fuck that that's funny that is funny to me i'm sorry all right last unpopular opinion nadia go
2: okay um let me let me be nuanced in what i'm about to say because it's controversial so here's the thing my unpopular opinion is that i don't really like the new hbo show lovecraft country But let me just say before anyone attacks me or goes, oh, or turns this off or, you know, any of that shit. I think it's well made cinematically. I think it's well casted. I think all of them can act very well. Like, I think they have a truly incredible cast. I think for me, the only issues I have are narratively I think there's a lot of pet peeves that me personally I have in terms of storytelling that make me frustrated and again I just got to the beginning of episode seven so I'm not all the way caught up and then I think there are some character choices that the writer's room is making that contradict or go against their intention of producing quote-unquote like positive black representation whatever the fuck that means so for me it's a show that i think while trying to create like this transcendent black moment actually end up reproducing kind of these weird intercommunal violences um the episode that i just finished uh that was all in korean i felt promoted like an imperialist type of narrative that was disappointing to me uh I think that they um I believe Misha Green talks about this right where she was like trying to explain um this instance of egregious trans violence that I just thought was completely unnecessary to the show um as like trying to show how characters can be oppressors as well as oppressed, which is fine with me, like, fine. Um, I think the issue for me is the only character she actually tries to have those moments are the more marginalized characters. Like, with Montrose, who's a queer character, we've got to see him as, like, this down low essentially brute or whatever or that him being on the down low forces him to be all types of violence towards everyone else or ruby's character who um is a dark-skinned large woman played by a very beautiful actress with a beautiful voice i love her stan um but which call it, she's just so bitter about her circumstances that it leads her to do kind of fucked up shit like be mean to another black woman and uh whatchamacallit uh whatchamacallit do weird shit with white bitches uh, and it's like that kind of nuance is always put upon those characters but never put upon characters like Tick, who literally is not shit is not shit like the word like i don't care how suitable people think his face is he is not shit like He's just like, first of all, a tool of imperialism who was doing hella fucked up shit. Um, He's low key, like, very poor. like, Like, his interaction with Letty did not seem consensual to me at all. It was like completely breezed over, not really addressed, not really talked about. Like, completely just like, oh, you were a virgin? whoopsie daisy and it was like that I really want to stress how weird that scene was because that nigga the whole episode was curving the fuck out of her acting like he didn't want her at all the second he hears another nigga be like oh I kind of want her and look at her dancing with this other man he's like let me just snatch this bitch up and start the like worst sex scene ever like the driest lamest terriblest fucking ever that only gives him a nut and like just leaves her in tears and bleeding and that He doesn't even recognize like that she's a virgin until after she says it, and he's like, "Huh, like that's it?" And he Mm. kills like that fucking woman who was a communist spy is doesn't remember that her best friend was right next to her watching him murder her and other women, and falls in love with her. And when she finally says, "You killed like my fucking friends," he was like, "Well, they were communist spies, and you really." made me care for you knowing that bitch i was like what kind of fuck nigga logic was that interaction and then also Letty is an asshole to her siblings and also is not portrayed in this oppressor oppressive type thing like she shits on her mom she withholds money from her siblings who always give her money when she needs to do her exploits kind of like doesn't really, doesn't tell her family the truth, places them in danger without really including them in anything, Um, like those characters who are the attractive straight leads don't get the, who have positions of power where we could tell nuanced storytelling about the dynamics of oppressor and oppressed, but these kind of more marginalized characters constantly get that narrative and lets the audience be like, oh, well, like, they're kind of, like, just assholes. Like, it's easier to write those characters off with those moments that feel unnecessary. And then it's interactions with non-Black people who are also, like, not white, are I feel, like, irresponsibly told. Like, the two-spirit character was literally there as just, like, gratuitous, like, scene setting. Like, it made no sense. Like, they were there they they had the spectacle of their genitals shown they had people be like what are you uh, they didn't really have a clear explanation tick punched them in the face like just to knock them out instead of like you know i don't know doing something else to quiet them and there's no apology and then they're violently just murdered for nothing other than withholding plot which is mad frustrating Um, And then, like, the other one, which is the Korean episode that I just watched, is also kind of frustrating because, like, it's the same issue I had with Watchmen. Like, I know y'all know that I really enjoyed Watchmen. Uh, However, my problem with Watchmen, which is also a problem here that I remember someone tweeting about, sorry that I forgot your handle, is that they like these shows miss an opportunity to discuss how the production of anti-blackness at home is modeled no. and export or exported to acts of imperialism abroad meaning like in Watchmen, there was a chance to complicate sister knight's origin story with um that man blowing up her family into really talking about how like her family were a part of an imperialist project and how dr manhattan is a part of an imperialist project and like you becoming a cop is maybe not the positive narrative that you think it is like the way that you know um i forget her name but the the woman who came uh, who was adrian white's daughter like she's a she is a product of an act of anti-colonial insurgency and she's just killed off like kind of unceremoniously and written off as the bad guy or the main antagonist we've got to get rid of while Adrian Wright genocidal white monster is like what arrested like I thought that was whack we should have had the looking glass guy kill him as a completion of his narrative um, of all the trauma that he's collected And, you know, have him do the act of getting rid of this fucking bastard. Because, like, what did did his daughter do? Get rid of an entire network of white supremacy, live up to her promises with her black conspirators, and, like, say that she could be better than Manhattan, who's an imperialist, who colonized Vietnam? I don't think she was that bad. Asian Killmonger, that lady. Anyway, back to the Lovecraft episode. I think, I think, like, um, it also misses a chance because i feel like there's conversations being had in that episode i don't know if y'all have watched it but basically um tick has a a girl from korea that he's involved with from the korean war who um is a kumiho or a nine-tailed fox spirit like her her human body was being assaulted by her father and her mother sought out a shaman to in ingest in this like nine-tailed spirit so that um, they could kill the dad and protect her from being assaulted and the thing is she has to like I think sleep with slash kill a hundred more men to return to being her daughter. Um, that spirit though grows sentiency and like alive and uh, every time she kills she absorbs the memory of everybody and she's kind of having second thoughts about why go back to being human why can't she be herself and continue in that way and like her mom's like no the only way you can be or really feel or not be a monster is to be human and so you gotta get this done and she's on the 99th one and um, she becomes friends with this girl who's a communist uh, supporter and is like spying because they're all nurses and um, basically spoiler alert or I guess this is all spoiler alert so get over it um basically like uh what happens these black soldiers call them out say some of you are communists we're gonna figure it out tick following orders is shooting the fuck out of these nurses until like he's about to kill the girlfriend or the girl who's about to be his girlfriend and the girl who is the communist speaks up and saves her and she gets killed and then the girl who's the spirit sees a motherfucking tick in the armory and she's like, he's gonna be my ninth victim. Fuck this nigga. Like, this is for my homegirl. And, like, she begins, I guess, trying to seduce him. And I want to note how Tick losing his virginity to her is is taken in a much different and more gentle or more valued context than Letty losing her virginity, which is also why I want to drive home the sexual violence stuff that gets overlooked. Because he tells her she's a virgin, like he gets to have a moment of like hesitancy with consent. She gets to be like, oh, run away, like da-da-da-da from me. And like she falls in love with him, which I'm like, if my best friend who I just saved and like sacrificed myself for fell in love with my murderers I'm coming back to beat that ass like I don't think that is a real thing I think that's a sexist and imperialist narrative that like Hollywood media like regurgitates for this idea that females cannot have real um, insurgent moments because they'll be too emotional and see the good in their captor and fall in love and even when she tells him like hey I didn't want to sleep with you because you fucking killed my bitch. He's like, she was a communist spy. Like he immediately goes to justifying it. Doesn't feel bad. Tries to turn the tables on her. And, and, and that's not, and, and like that concludes with you're not really a monster. And I'm not really a monster. So we should follow along. So this is long to say, I don't dislike the quality of production of the show or the acting in the show. I have an issue with the kind of narratives of blackness that is being circulated on the show that I think are hard to escape because the source material is from a white man who's speculating on blackness and white speculative imaginaries can't help but to regurgitate these kinds of anti-black tropes. And while I believe Misha Green is probably trying to do her very best to, you know, make a turd into a piece of gold to me i'm like it's still a turd and that like act is really tough to do so i just don't really fuck with lovecraft country i think kind of it's easter egging of trauma it's overarching narrative stories send like a message that i'm not particularly comfortable with going back to um, our conversations of black representation earlier in the podcast.
1: Okay. But, I, I, I agree with a lot of that, to be honest, it's very confusing to me, especially like the the differences in like the, the, the virginity scenes. I don't really think about that a lot. until so you just said something about it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think like there was definitely an issue with the consent scene between Letty and Tick. Like there's definitely something weird about consent there. Cause even Letty, yeah, like, like, like after Tick was like,
2: Um, Ruby, has like weird consent scenes because if consent, if you consent to a situation where someone's lying, that's not really giving consent because she's with that white girl and that white girl is lying to her about um, who she is or he or that person's manipulating her to do like jobs for them.
0: Yeah, because even when Tick and Letty talked about it, like, like, because Letty wasn't just like, it wasn't just like Tick and Letty was like, oh, I lost on Jane Tick's Because at first lady was like, oh, like, I, I, I was on my monthly. And Tiggs like, oh, you just monthly. Oh, my bad. And so like, and that like, I feel like that was the show's way of papering over that tension, right? Like, I think that was the the writer's way of papering over that, because that that definitely did play as some weird. Or even like, the
2: idea that Letty needed it to feel something. I was like, I don't think you, I think that's like a regurgitation of other, tro- like, that's a recurring thing. Like, Lovecraft Country is not the only one who does that. Yeah, that's definitely
0: that's a trope. Not. That's definitely
2: a trope. Yeah, there's constantly tropes where women who are like depressed or like traumatized just need like yeah. a of sexual violence to feel it's like.
0: Like, like, like this man's dick provides all the pride, hope, and love that you this ever. Non,
2: this man's non-consensual
0: dick. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of my things on Lovecraft. Like, I only watched episode three. Like, I haven't, I haven't seen all of it. I feel like I don't disagree with a lot of things you said. I think all the reasons I like it are all. or reasons I like the show are all like, how you say, cinematography based. I guess much so like. I like the twisted terms of all the horror shit. Same. Like, I, I thought, I, I, I found, I, I find that the show has some very powerful scenes. So, for example, like, I cried after the scene with the, the, in the basement with <clears throat> the spirits. when they That's let the sad. spirit, like, I, I was in tears. Yeah, I was in tears. I, I thought that scene was extremely powerful. I thought it was special. Um, It was like, like, me and my ancestors are going to beat the shit out of this white demon. I thought that was, like, fucking gorgeous. Um, I, and I, like, I feel like they like again there's it's definitely some problematics there but I think that there's some beauty in some of those scenes. like I think the I like, so like, one of my favorite scenes and like this is just like it has like non-smart, non-academic. but I hate one thing I hate about horror movies is that like white people just let the murder happen. you know what I'm saying like <laughs> they just let the murder come to them and it's the real. scene the scene in the first episode where they was like, letty, you need to run, don't look back. And when Letty ran, like, she he ran like a nigga him. would run. Like, she, huh, huh, huh. like, she never looked, like, she was out, huh? Like, I, I would love that shit. I was like, that's how a nigga would really run in this situation. Like
2: I, The pilot was great. Let me yeah. just say, the pilot, I really enjoyed. I thought it was very good. Yeah. I think the second episode was, like, all right. It just felt like a season finale. So, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, you know what I mean? Um... And the, the
0: second th- episode did
1: feel like a teaser finale. It definitely did. The All the episodes to me do. And
2: yeah. the third episode I liked as a movie. Um, like, if I just think of it, I thought it was going to be an anthology series. And I thought, like, that was just because I like how they attempt to take classic horror tropes and then, like, in, like, remix them with these black characters because I thought it was great. It was like all of the things about a poltergeist haunted house theme. Like mm-hmm. instead of a priest, we had a voodoo witch, which I think had some controversy, but I feel like they weren't casting the voodoo witch as like an antagonist role, which is usually the problem with that type of, or hoodoo, I'm I'm sorry. I actually like
0: that representation of, yeah, so that representation of
2: It's like the holy intervention character. Like that
0: re- that representation of divination, I actually really like that representation of divination. Yeah. I thought it- like, it didn't paint, like, an evil image of white people, yeah. like most common media does. I think it painted a very fair image of, like, divination and African, like, deities and shit that I thought was dope. Yeah,
2: it's, like, instead of, like, white horror movies where they have a priest come, they really had some sort of African, like, um, spiritual advice. I like that a lot. I really liked the third episode.
0: But it, I like that whole episode. Like, but that episode also had the rape scene or, like, the scene with the, the consent.
2: Yeah, that... I, I didn't like that shit. I did not like that shit. But I just need everything other
0: than that shit. Um Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think that's all I have. Like I think Is it me? It's Nadia is,
2: is, Can it's, you see me again?
0: Oh, yeah. is it Nadia Frozen? Yeah, it's my Nadia. internet
2: was unstable. Um but That, like, the Easter egging was kind of cool at first when it was, like, an artistic standpoint where it was, like, bringing photos to life and stuff like that. Or maybe the conversation between um, Tick and his uncle slash father, I think, because also the show's hella predictable. Um, Everyone's predicted everything about the show prior to. Um, But basically, like, they have a conversation about the White House or why the slaves had to rebuild the White House because it helped them realize that this shit was burnt down like this black diner they were supposed to visit, so they need to get the fuck out of here. Right, right, right. Like, that's smart to me. But, like, having Emmett Till there only for the advancement of this white woman's storyline so she can pretend or feign in empathy because, like, now she's been brutalized like Emmett Till, therefore she now cares about Emmett Till. Um, And also Emmett Till they made him a skinny kid when he was a large kid. So like that speaks to also the um, subtle fat phobia that happens in the show. Mm. Um, And then like the Martin Luther King one where they were argued, like they had a black girl complain about Martin Luther King because he's only into white girls and then have Letty be like, what's wrong with liking white girls as long as you're doing the work. I was just like, why is this scene here? Like, what is this bringing anything towards and even when it did bring something it was like a really insidious white plot like i also really hate how they want to do the oppressor oppressed thing with characters like ruby and montrose but with christina we're supposed to feel empathy for her or we're supposed to low-key root for her because she's a white woman Trying to get into a misogynistic world or whatever, and some black characters want to fuck her. Like I don't get that. Root for the white girl. Yeah, like they make it seem like she's not also an antagonist. They want you like people ship her and Ruby.
0: Straight Uh, up, I don't don't root for her at all. I definitely root for Ruby. I ain't root for her at all, though.
2: It's like I really don't get it, and then it's just like. I, I really don't like I'm excited to see this episode with Hippolyta. But the episode four essentially is where it lost me because Montrose, it's like so frustrating. Just give
0: the next episode of more. Like I'm about to watch that tomorrow.
2: It's just so frustrating because he just holds up the plot so that the audience can be mystery boxed. If you're not familiar with mystery box, it's this horrible narrative device that J.J. J. Abrams made where it's like. Um, in a magic store, you can pay like five or fifteen bucks for a supposed mystery box that inside has fifty dollars worth of things, and you're just like, "What the fuck is in this box?" And you just think about it, and the narrative builds around what the fuck's in this box, and that. But the thing is about mystery boxes are their fucking scams because like you open the box and it's just garbage. And that's yes. usually what happens in mystery box narratives. Like you are like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? And it's just like really anticlimactic and will never live up to your fucking imagination.
0: But like the backstory of the night King on the game of Thrones.
2: Yes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So it's just like this fucking, it's like Montrose is there to just mystery box the fuck out of us. And like, rhetorically and representationally violent ways. And then it's, like, also the fucking gay sex scene they have with him, literally everybody was, like, what the fuck? Like, he used this spit as lube. That's all I'm gonna say. And it's also kind of, like, weird about consent of, like, he just grabs him and starts fucking him. And it's just, like... why like you couldn't have like you know talked to the niggas like hey what's up let's do this something like it's like just so unrealistic while like and the music selection like a fucking frank ocean song plays during that scene it's like sometimes the music is good but then I'm gonna
0: say, some of the music good, be fire
2: but it's like a white woman doing it so like sometimes that? It hits, and like sometimes that?
0: doesn't that scene where Letty was uh busting out the white men's windows when they had this scene and they played that. that gospel song that shit was busting I was fucking with that that shit was yeah hit.
2: but I'm just saying like sometimes like having bitch better have my money for the white girl driving in a car is not the yeah, music fair. to have like I really liked Watchmen because it was very like intentional about those scenes. Like or my favorite episode of Watchmen is the episode where she takes all the pills um, episode, I think. Oh,
0: she, does, she goes back in, in history? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, and so good, because it's like, you, you hear jazz music, and if you listen lyrically to the music, it makes perfect sense to the motivations of her grandfather. Like, um, like when he's starting up as, like, a uh, Hooded, or whatever his name is, Hooded oh,
1: Justice.
2: Yeah. And he's beating up the people. He's like, I don't want to, the song lyrics are like, I don't want to start a fire. I just want to start a flame in your eye. It like speaks to how he wants to be recognized without necessarily burning the shit down. But then when he kills all of the white supremacists and literally burns that shit down, it's like this sad love song by Eartha Kitt playing that's like, um sometimes smoke gets in your I remember eye that. like yeah, about I like
0: I, I, I like I like shows that are intentional with their score like yeah, like like that like, real intentional with their score like i really i can appreciate that as an artistic form
2: and i just feel like there's not perhaps the same intention and then also i, an example, I can see
0: that i can see that i can agree with that criticism of low like i can see that i definitely and, can see that
2: and and this is and also like just to compare because I know Watchmen, Watchmen's not perfect. I'm just giving examples because I did think Watchmen did some things better. Like the lynching scene in that episode, also I've talked to Devon about this, I think takes into consideration real ways of depicting Black trauma that does not reproduce a white spectatorship of that trauma. So like the lynching scene, they could have just had us watch the body be lynched, but if you think about it, just like literally watching a black body be lynched is inherently a white spectator position because of the ways that lynching is an event for whiteness to watch and discipline black bodies into like non-human categories. Instead, that black director who did the episode decided to literally lynch the audience and have the camera be from the perspective of what it would feel like to be lynched. Like, I think that is a, creative uh, decision that thinks about block trauma without necessarily playing into kind of the scenes of subjection or like the perverse speculation of that trauma you know what I mean? And I feel like with Watchmen, it kind of lives off that trauma. Like, we need to hear white people say, like, slurs. We need to watch, like, trans characters be violently killed. Like, we, like, it's just a little much. And maybe it's, like, I'm not a horror fan. So, like, maybe, like, it's trying to do something with Black horror there. And Black horror, like, just horror in general rests on the gratuitous. So, it's, like, maybe... Yeah, that's what like,
0: I was, was gonna add, like maybe because horror horror does like require the spectacular.
2: Yeah, like, it requires, it requires like, the beauty. watching it requires
0: like gore, it requires the extra. And so like to make a spectacle of like trauma and death and stuff, like like the like thematically makes sense. Because yeah. It it's horror. just so, not
2: for me. Like yeah,
0: I get great. that. I get that. I get that. I'm yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. We're,
1: We're that. at three hours, everybody?
0: Okay, cool. Um, all right, so,
2: listen no disrespect to the actors or like the production of the show or I don't care if people like it and I don't I'm just explaining wow,
0: that, was a, that was a valid criticism yeah I, I think like, you did a great job
2: I don't like it I think there are some things like just all represent all black representation and kinfolk representation okay like
0: <laughs> all right uh thank you for joining us for our episode of TVH. We'll holla at y'all niggas later. Peace out.